Alright. Yeah. Well, with that cold open, welcome to Drunk Valorant episode 57. Um, I still disagree with you guys, but what do you got in hand? Let me talk about some drinks here first. I got something rather large in hand. I got this, uh, the remains of the Hunter Mountain Brewing uh, Crazy Hazy uh, from Hunter, New York, where I went this weekend for some snowboarding. Um, and oddly enough, even though it's a brewery, like we walked in asking if we could pick up a couple cans, uh, or tall boys or whatever. And they acted like we'd grown an extra head. Like clearly they were like a sit down and have a drink brewery. They weren't really used to people getting stuff to go. So and all they had were these glass, uh, 64 ounce containers. It's, uh, it's, called, so, it's called a growler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. It is, right, right. But like, you know. I, it's no. just bizarre. That'd be the only way they'd sell their stuff that they brewed themselves. Now, oh, yeah. this this sound this might sound foreign, but it's not that uncommon for places to only sell growlers, especially when they're a smaller brewery and they don't have a canning oh. facility. Um, oftentimes, they'll have a bottling facility, but so they'll sell bottles at, at the start instead of cans, and then once they actually get a canner, they'll start canning things. But it makes total sense that they would just sell growlers because then they can just keep them in the bulk containers, like in the kegs. And then, um, you know, pour out your, your growlers that way. Uh, it, that's interesting. I, maybe that's just the, you know, it's done differently different places. Because there are a couple small breweries, relatively small breweries by me that sell cans. Like, I've never walked into a brewery and they didn't have cans or bottles available. So, I'm learning yeah. something today that that's apparently not that uncommon for places. I would say that it's definitely more common for places to sell you cans. Um, but I could see it in my head of a place only offering growlers like that. Yeah. That would make sense as well. Um, especially if they offered a, a single liter growler too. Uh, a lot of places have like a, a sink, <laughs> like a half size growler. I believe they the, just the, had this one. The full size one is like the classic and that's a, uh, 1.9 liters. 1.89. 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 8, 9 or is it 8.4? Mm. I, I don't know. I thought it was 1.89. No, but... no, now that you think it, I, could, I think it, I think that's right. I think I'm getting the 8.4 from the liters to gallons conversion being 3.84. So, yeah, you're probably yeah. right. It's 1.89. Yeah, but growlers are sick because you, you can, like, either get one at each brewery you go to and kind of collect them. Um, we had them up on our wall mm -hmm. for a long time, like up on the mantle. Fun, uh, fun. And then you can also just bring that growler to any brewery. It doesn't matter if it's that brewery and get it filled up for like a set pr price by them. So it's just like a way cool. to, it's like reusable container for buying beer. That's, yeah. I guess that really is like a, a culture difference, <laughs> a brewery culture difference. Cause I just haven't seen anyone doing that like around at the breweries by me. So hmm. I, I guess some, some areas is more common than others, that's, but that's, yeah. that's really neat to know. Cause that's, it's super cool. Yeah. It's a nice souvenir. Uh, you know, my name is Hunter. So it being Hunter Mountain is just an extra layer of coolness. And this is, we've only talked about the container so far. The uh, crazy hazy is really nice. It's a, uh, Nothing spectacular, but it's like a very refreshing, hazy IPA. It's not crazy bitter. Uh, it doesn't have like a really strong fruit flavor, even though I like some hazies that have that. It's just kind of a middle of the road, like peaceful, refreshing, very hazy, hazy. So that's like good. It. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I was going to say, yeah, because when I usually go to breweries, I usually get a growler instead of buying the cans. It's often cheaper. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I guess, I guess it depends on how long, how quickly you want to drink the stuff. Because 
if you have a growler you want to drink over a week and a half that's probably not ideal by the time you get yeah no it, it'll, it'll last you a, a few days you can get a few days out of it so mm-hmm. um and yeah like obviously like you having the growler is nice too because i want to say it's around seven dollars for the growler give or take depending on where you are or what brewery um so it's nice if you can just bring your growler with you because then it's definitely cheaper than getting the cans. Cool. Yeah, Good no to packaging know. required. Yeah. All right. Well, I actually had a very a very hard time picking which beer I was going to uh to introduce over the over the podcast because I got two with some some pretty good names. But um instead I elected for uh for this one here. It's the uh Prepare for Trouble. Mm. Hazy Double IPA. Um Obviously, you listeners won't be able to tell, but you guys looking at the font should pick something up about that. Is it Looney Tunes font? Because that's what it looks like to me. Hunter, any ideas? I feel I, it's it's like right on the tip of my tongue, but I, I, I'm not coming up with the word. It's, what is it's, it? It's from Pokemon. Oh, okay. Mm, that's uh, why I couldn't quite figure yeah, it out. Oh, uh, okay. Well, yeah, but it's uh, the Team Rocket like slogan is prepare for trouble, make it double. Um, oh, I've so heard that quote. It, so it's a hazy yeah. double IPA. Well, I'm um, sure there are like a ton of listeners out there who just totally got that immediately when you said prepare <laughs> for trouble. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I realized because I showed the can to Josh, uh, and Josh immediately got it. And I realized that, yeah, with the two people on the podcast here, um, this might go over their heads. Uh, yeah, so yeah. It's, I was just like, oh, you know, like double trouble. <laughs> It's R&B Brewing Co. X Patina Brewing Co. I don't know either of them very well, but um, it's a really good double IPA. Like, cool. I bought it pretty much exclusively because of the name, but like, it's pretty good. Um, so yeah, they brewed it with, let's see, Belma hops, Amarillo hops. Zaka, Citra, and Vic Secret hops. So there's quite a bit of hops in here, none of which I would actually be able to tell you what the flavor profile is. Because I don't really recognize most mm-hmm. of those names. Classic double IPA. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely really good. I'd recommend it if you see it around, Chase. Been a lot of collabs around recently. A lot, of, a lot of collaborations between different breweries. Yeah, well, you know, test the season. To, to collaborate on your beer brewing absolutely yeah that's what everyone uh, okay. says where's yeah, your beer sorry, collaboration you're, you're right. as christmas approaches yeah. i forgot the second half of that quote mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. anyway i am drinking uh i'm just drinking vodka today wow oh man yeah. the north I'm, I'm 44 i'm having north? a uh yeah 44 north huckleberry vodka with some water um i was gonna have some beer but then uh, Cass came over and I told him to drink it all. So he did. He did tell me to drink it all. Yeah. Um, Wild. So then, no, I I didn't go to the liquor store today. Um, I actually haven't left the house today. So that's a, it's a wonderful time of year, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, right? it's it's good. I've, I'm pretty sure I've had it on the podcast before. Just vodka water. Uh, this is my go-to when, yeah, I'm, I think uh, so. out, when I'm out of the beers and I'm like, eh, I'll just... Take something off the liquor shelf. 
I don't know. It's good. I feel like I could do vodka soda. I don't know if I could do vodka water. water. No, I, yeah. I couldn't stomach that. That's a. It's yeah. flavored vodka. Like if you were just to drink this vodka straight, which I often do, it's what I keep around in, in a flask. So if I'm skiing or something, then I pull that out and it's it tastes like candy. It does. It's like so sweet. It it very so, specifically tastes like the blue Jolly Ranchers. It's like very sweet huckleberry flavor. And I don't know, the water just cuts it. And it gives you a full drink to drink. So like I don't know. It's also like really fucking easy because you need nothing else but the vodka to have a vodka water drink. You don't you don't need to go to the store and buy soda water. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if any of y'all have a soda stream, but you know that that was nice too. I probably would have preferred it with uh with soda as well, but mm-hmm. I in general I usually just drink it with water because it's easy as hell. Yeah, can't go wrong with it except for the fact that it tastes, like, you know, just the worst thing you've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's actually really good, and specifically it's forty four north, right? I, at least I, it's I, not I really tequila. Uh, I I mean tequila water sounds terrible. Yeah. It sounds better than vodka water, honestly. When you're out here, you'll have to have a a sip of the vodka. Yeah, maybe you have just, you know, mind-bending vodka that's so good, it masks the taste of the water. It's huckleberry flavored. It's not just vodka flavored. That's what I'm... Yeah, I mean, I've had peach vodka, right? All right? (laughs) Okay, but it's not not flavored vodka. No, it's it's basically (laughs) Svedka. It's not Svedka. With a bit less of that, like... Yeah, that Burnett's aftertaste you're thinking of. It's a it's a much better vodka, and it also is flavored. Also, it's a potato <laughs> vodka. Ooh, is that what Idaho. all? No, I think sorry, there's most? other ways. There's other ways to make vodka. I think most is is well. Is I think green? you can make vodka from wood, and that's just the worst that you can do. Hmm. hmm. I don't know Fuck, jack don't shit know. about vodka, yeah. It's not- yeah, yeah, okay. Valorant, though. <laughs> the vodka ain't Another thing we don't know jack shit about. Mm-hmm. Yep. You love okay. to see it. Well, for starters, after all our chamber speculations from um from our last episode, and then you guys got to see what the nerfs are going to be prior to that episode coming out. Literally the next day after we recorded. <laughs> yeah, we recorded, and the next day the... Uh, the nurse for chamber dropped, and then the next day we figured out what maps were going to leave the pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah so you guys, you guys can blame me for all of this because uh, I'm the reason why we had to do the podcast so early in the week. So send all your hate mail uh, to me on Discord. Yeah, well, it's not like we're doing it any later this week. It's fucking Wednesday. Yeah, well, I don't know why Cass decided to do it today, but I couldn't have done it much later in the week anyway, so Mm. I also would have been to blame had it come down to that. Well, basically what happened was I showed up, uh, or like I got home from work, and I was in the kitchen, my roommate Kay was like, hey, you guys doing the pod tonight? And I was like, hmm. (laughs) I wonder, are we? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll do the pod tonight. Shout out to Kayla. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that's how that all worked out. That's funny. Um, but yeah, okay, so I have played a handful of games on Chamber post-nerf. He's not dead, but he's critically mm-hmm. wounded. <laughs> he He's in the ICU unit right now. Um, I see, I see. 
the the most obnoxious thing is single handedly the 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 trademark. It's not the headhunter. It's not the TP. It's not the alt. Although the alt fires slower than a fucking op now. Does it? Slower than the it's op. slower than the op. Really? They couldn't have even made it the same. Like I, I saw somebody looking or like crunching frame data numbers on, um, on Reddit or whatever, and it's slower than the fucking op. It's very slow now. Like watching the POV of chambers in my games is like, oh shit, that's a long cycle. That's wild. Like I don't know why they couldn't have just made it like the op, and it doesn't, it doesn't kill in one shot to the leg anymore. I feel like they should definitely bring back the kill in one shot to the leg if it's going to fire slower than an op. Like, it's so, <clears> like, I, and that would, that would seem appropriate, you know? It's like, okay, <clears throat> well, the fire rate isn't quite there, but you can one-tap people to the leg. So, like, you know, it makes it feel like an alt. Whereas, like, you know, yeah. like, with, with Jet, it's like, sure, like, it has the same kill potential as a Vandal. I guess it does slightly more damage when you hit people in the body. But it's like, it's cool because, like, you don't have to reload it, assuming you hit your shots. And also, you're accurate while you're in the air. It it feels like an ult, even though I'm not great with it. Right? Like, Chamber's ultimate right now doesn't really feel like an ultimate anymore. If that makes sense. Um... But either way, like that that that's fine. I'm not super concerned about the fire rate of his ult. It's the fucking range that you have to be in for the trademark to be active. It's so fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Like I, I I might just stop buying the fucking trademark. It's a waste of, <laughs> it's a waste of fucking two hundred credits. I put it down and then like yeah. five minutes or like sorry, five seconds into the round, oh guess what? I'm already outside of the fucking range. It doesn't do shit anymore. Well, maybe you Ask, should learn you are to play within the range. Yeah, I was going to say, you're experiencing exactly what I did when the Killjoy range restriction was added to her utility. It's like, oh my god, this is so annoying to constantly have to think about this. And then, like, I swore off Killjoy entirely for a while, and then I added her back in a little bit. And then other agents pushed her out. But, like, I think you'll adjust to it over time. Okay, perhaps, yes. But also, I feel like they, ra- they made the range, like, just five meters too small. It's like, is it the same as KJ range? I have no uh, no fucking clue what KJ range is. But the the chamber trademark range is like just short enough that I can't fucking put the trap anywhere that I want to put it. Mm. You could put it there and then just play closer to it. Well, okay, in the context of like pearls, pearls like one of the more relevant ones. But like, you put the trap at double doors. Right? And I can't even play on fucking B-Site. Or, like, I can't play anywhere on B-Site that can look down long to ramp. Like, that's outside of the range. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be outside the range for Killjoy as well. Like, like, I don't know if they're exactly the same, but that same thing would apply. Like, what, what the in fuck? In that particular case. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even cover half the site. Or, like, half the map. Yeah. yeah like, I, I can't, like... But when you when I'm playing fucking showers, I can't put it on short on bind. And I guess that one's not going to matter in like a month. But like for the remainder of this month, it does. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that that's an issue. I mean, it's now chamber and kill drive to think about that. Whereas that really makes ciphers, you know, global info gathering more yeah, unique. Yeah, I I understand why they wanted to make ciphers more unique. All I'm saying is chamber needs about five more meters on that radius. 
you think that maybe they designed this radius specifically so that you couldn't play in those common angles where you've always been able to play anyway? No, I'm pretty sure they picked a number out of a fucking hat. I mean, probably not. <laughs> just gonna yeah, say, gonna say they probably didn't just like random number generator. Yep, okay, forty six <laughs> meters. That's it. Yeah, no, I'm, it, like my guess is it's the same as Killjoy, and they're just like, yep, yeah, good enough. Yeah, I mean, honestly, Killjoy, while she doesn't have to, you know, as Chamber, you want to peak certain angles, which is important. Mm-hmm. But as Killjoy on offense, you know, it is something that's incredibly relevant because oftentimes. If you're playing Killjoy, you're the one carrying Spike because it makes the most sense for you to. And, you know, figuring out where you can put your stuff so that you can plant Spike without your traps deactivating, or at least planning for having someone watching it while you're deactivating, you know, that's an important part of playing Killjoy. That I mean, you could say that both of them are too short, but assuming they're the same, it seems like they're roughly the same from what you're saying. Um, I don't know if it's a bad thing. Like, all right, so first of all, I'm trying to think, like, okay, putting the chamber trap and tube on, like, icebox is just not fucking viable anymore, unless I'm going to be playing under tube or on boiler. Yeah. Which, like, I don't know, I don't don't usually play those angles, so I'm not really used to that, but, like, maybe I could adjust to doing that. Um, I know, they're just, like... Anywhere that it makes sense for you to want to put a chamber trap, you can't really put it there and peek the other angle simultaneously. No, you have to use it as a flank watch for yourself kind of deal. You just have to be playing closer to it. You know, like you either put it on, on flank and then you're playing close to it. Say like on icebox, we just played with a, with a chamber on our team and uh, instead of placing your trap, you know, B long when you're going to push A, like outside of B garage there, because um, that'll be out of range if you go try to push A, you know, you're going to have to, you know, put it in the middle of, of your spawn kind of uh, by the, the entrance to A site. And that's then where, you'll have, well, that's and then most, you'll play from rafters. Yeah, that's where most chambers put that anyway. Yeah, because... and you'll have to play from rafters. But I'm saying yeah. it, it takes away the opportunity to to watch out of garage there. Yeah, but you don't want to watch out a garage over there because then that doesn't cover anybody walking up mid. I'm only thinking of that because I literally walked past the enemy chamber's trip in that location once while they were pushing a site. Yeah, no, no, the the enemy chamber was putting his trips in very stupid ass places. I think I noticed that too. Well, I mean, if if you it, it makes sense if you if you put your trip outside B and then you like are constantly or frequently peeking that angle, so that that way. You know, when you're not peeking it, if someone swings, you know. And if you peek it every couple of, you know, mm-hmm. every so often, you can know that someone's not pushing for mid. Icebox yeah. attack is the least relevant of any fucking map when it comes to placing your, your trips. Okay, like, probably, but, okay, you're going to place your trip where... don't really change. You're going to place your trip where you're saying you normally do, outside of the, the A building there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can't push all the way to site. If you push all no. the way to site, you have no flank watch. Yeah. Right? So yeah. now now Chamber has to be like, okay, well, now I have to play from rafters here. And I have to use my trip and play off of my trip if someone were to flank. Or we have to plant so that I can play from rafters with this long angle. Which hey, sounds to me like what Chamber is designed to do. I'm not saying 
that I have like, okay, first of all, it's obnoxious because it used to be global and now it's not. I don't mind the nerf in principle. It's like Killjoy stuff. <laughs> I yep. mind it in practice. It's like I said, it's just too short. Like if if the radius was just slightly larger, it'd be fine. But it's like just a little bit too small. Obviously, Which, I haven't played Chamber since or before barely at all, so I have no idea how annoying this change is. I'm sure it's fucking annoying because they absolutely wrecked his entire kit. Like, every single piece of his kit, they just fucking destroyed. So, um, I don't know. I, I also just think it's kind of fair. And that there will be... Did we just lose Chase? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought for a minute my internet died, but nope. no, yeah, we lost we, Chase. I think we just lost Chase. Back to the main point here. In all seriousness, I think a bunch of the nerves, like the nerves that they made to Chamber, are really good. And they're stepping in the right direction. I just think that kind of by nerfing quite literally everything at once, I think they, I think they took it like a step too far. Which, if you want to argue that that's fine, because, like, I know that they've done this in, like, League of Legends and stuff like that, and a bunch of other games will have, like, a, a flavor of the month kind of style where there's, like, an OP agent or two, and then they nerf the living shit out of them to the point where they're, like, basically fucking worthless. And then, like, another couple agents will get the buff, and then they'll be, like, overpowered and super meta for, like, the next patch, and then they kind of just, like, rotate through, like who's really strong and they intentionally kind of over nerf certain characters so they don't get like, they're just so far out of the meta after being in the meta for a while that like you get a bunch of variation, um, like mm -hmm. comp wise, which if that's what they're going for, fine. But that hasn't really seemed like that's what they've been going for in the past. Well, I think the question is, is Chamber completely out of meta? Did they over-nerf him? And I'm not sure that that's an easy yes. Even though, like, yes, the nerfs are very heavy, that could just be a response to him being so good before and not in line with the other agents. Yeah, and I will say, I think this take is, the take I'm about to say is dumb. But I saw at least one pro on Twitter saying that it was actually a buff. Just because the most important part about Chamber is his TP and being able to use his TP not on, like, the same, like, level uh, as before was, like, significant enough to where that he thought it was overall a buff. Which I think is dumb. Um, but, you know, the fact of the matter is, I think in the pro scene, there are several people who are saying this has not killed Chamber to various degrees. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the only reason they instituted that, like, um, you can you know, not TP to the same level is because you could have done that before with two TPs if you set them both up at different levels. You can... You were able to do that before. It was just complicated. No, I'm saying you could do that before, and if they remove one TP mm. without lifting that restriction of you have to be on the same level as your teleport anchor... Yeah, that eliminates a ton of angles. It eliminates could, a oh, ton yeah. of angles, and so they still want a chamber to be able to, like, teleport on top of things to hold that angle. Mm-hmm. Right, so now you can place your anchor up there pre-round, teleport up there, and then, you know, place it down lower 
afterwards and then the round starts and you can teleport out from that angle still in the same way that you would have done before just your other anchor yeah. has to be like closer like yeah, or, or even mid round you can jump on something place your tp below it in a safer spot and teleport to that yeah exactly yeah on a side note it'd be nice if they increased the like cast range of like where you can put the teleport to be the radius that you can teleport within. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think it's currently 13 units. I don't know what units they use, but I think it's 13 with a diameter of 26, if I remember correctly. I believe it's meters, but, like, who the fuck's to say yeah. what a meter is? Right, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, I It'd be nice if I could place it 13 meters away from me. Just be... What be is nice. the cast range on it? Do you know? Small. Call it five. And then there's like a larger circle around you yeah. when you then cast it? Yeah. It'd be nice if I could put it to, maybe even if it's not quite the full radius, like call it 85% of the radius. Maybe they don't want you to be caught in a cubby and be able to then be like, oh shit, I'm caught here. I got to put down my anchor and teleport to it. Yeah. Instead of like having pre-thought out, hey, I could get caught in this cubby. I should... P- place my anchor over here and then go play an angle where maybe i'll be trapped in it's mostly in the scenario where i'm pre-round tping up to something and then there's no fucking like there's no good place to put my teleport yeah it'd have to, to be below to the do. thing you just went on yeah which oftentimes is bangable yeah and so it's like well i can tp off of that but i'm just gonna get fucking spammed through this anyway after i tp down there because everybody's gonna know exactly where the fuck i went Oh, hey, it's, they just wanted to make Chamber bangable in all senses of, of the word. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. They, yeah. they wanted to give the people what they really wanted. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I, I personally think they went a bit too heavy-handed, although a lot of the changes make sense. Like, it, if literally they just went and they just undid, they just made his fucking trademark global. Like, that'd be the only thing I'm really asking for here. Everything else well, is totally fine. It's funny because last week we were yeah. like Hunter and I were just discussing about how they could remove the trademark entirely yeah. from Chamber. Yeah, and you were saying would Chamber would still Yeah. You were kind of arguing for that cast. Curious. And now no. you're saying, Oh, there's a range. I need that undone. Or not. Yeah, undone, I think it's an annoyance. Is it increased. is it more annoying but because it's, it's the fact that I have it and they're taunting mm-hmm. me by saying, Hey, here's an ability you could use, but oh guess what? Too bad for you. You don't get to fucking use it. They're teasing you so you get right to the edge of that range. Also, it makes it you know, an annoying Brim, noise as I get in and out of that range. Uh, as Brim, I'm playing sometimes and I'm like, ah, oh, shit, I wish I could drop a smoke there, but too bad. There's a range on where I can drop a smoke, so I could use this ability, but nah. You know, like the... I think it, it in the same way as that, like, this is just another differentiation to, oh, like, you know, Astra is the global smoker and Cypher is the global tripper. But just, just make the range a little bigger, you know? And yeah, they did. That was a buff to, to Brim at one point. So yeah, you know, possibly that could happen to Chamber, but I don't, mm. I don't know. I feel like the range just adds another thing to worry about. Did I think they were going to do that? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessary either, but like, you know, like, it, okay. it's something. To me, it makes way more sense that Killjoy has 
more restricted range due to the sheer strength and like actually the lethality of her kit. She can kill stuff without ever fucking looking at anybody. Yeah, across the map. <laughs> if it was not, if yeah, it was yeah, not like across the map, like you could. You could literally have your entire util single fucking handedly holding one of the sites and five stack the other site. There, there is something incredibly funny about you being like, "Oh, it makes sense for Killjoy to have this restriction because you're just so lethal compared to." Yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay. Yeah. I'm saying, no, no, I get what I'm you're saying. saying. I'm it's saying just her that utility. Her utility yeah. is lethal. The chamber trap. Your utility is, is lethal as chamber two. Okay, <laughs> but I have to look at them. Yeah, I'm like, I at least to... you have to hit a shot. Yeah, there I have is a to small look... barrier, but I have to barrier. look them dead in the eyes and be like, fuck you, and then pull the yeah. trigger. But conversely, if you're looking someone dead in the eyes as Killjoy, your utility isn't going to do anything. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, you're just looking someone in the eyes. You're going to whip out your turret real be, quick? Yeah, sitting in the back of sight, just fucking jerking off, doing nothing. Like, you'd be watching a fucking game on your other monitor, like... You can literally just AFK his Killjoy and get kills. Well, no, you have you to are, trigger. You're, you're overrating how... how <laughs> yeah, you, you, kill, you have to trigger your shit. <laughs> yeah, and, okay. and the big thing is you also have to set it up in such a way that... Basically, if you're using some sort of like combination of turret and alarm bot plus nanos, you have to do it in a way where the enemy doesn't immediately shoot your uh, uh, nanos and or uh, alarm bot and actually, like, walks into your your uh, nanos while they're going off for significant damage. Sure. Which, like, th- like, it's really easy on one site, on one map, which is Ascent B site. Yeah. Like, there it's amazingly easy to get kills with Killjoy's utility. But most other times, it requires some uh, some work to, to actually get it done. Sure, sure. I'm not trying to say Killjoy's overpowered. It's yeah. just, to me, it makes more sense why her why her utility has a limited range. And I understand if they want to make uh, Cypher unique and make him mm-hmm. the only Sentinel with deployable traps that are global. That's fine. I just feel like Chambers, Chambers Trap should have a slightly larger range than Killjoy's. And and that's it. That's all I'm, that's all I'm really saying. Yeah, I mean, what if, what if we had like a game like Valorant, but Instead, like, they just nerf the utility so far into the ground that you don't even bother. So then it's just, like, pure gunplay. Yo, and I actually, I think that, that one of the biggest problems with Valorant along those same lines is that the names of the guns are a little unrealistic. So I think they should change the uh, uh, the Phantom to be the M4 and the uh, Vandal to be the uh, an AK. And then I think that goes very nicely with what you're saying is fixing some minor issues with the game. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, actually, I think I went too far with saying all utility is uh, is bad utility here, but, like, fair, I think fair. that if you just took KO and everybody got to play KO, but, you know, they they, change, they can change that up so it makes it a little bit more fair, but... Um, I mean, the thing yeah, is, if people have, aren't have, having... Like, yeah. Teams of all KOs. Yeah, I was gonna say, if everyone doesn't really have much for utility, then you don't need... The suppression is pointless, so you could remove that part of KO at that point. You know, just and and then it works out. So yeah, I'm I'm tracking with what you're saying. I just think you're adding one layer more than needed. Okay, yeah, yeah, fair, fair. There's no need for suppress, and I think like you know, the the grenade is kind of weird. Like if it it could just do like AOE in a certain area. (laughs) Indeed, indeed. (laughs) 
Hey, you know what? So long as Smokes can put out mollies again, I'm all fucking for it. <laughs> is is yeah. that a thing in CS? Yes! Yeah. Oh. That's why mollies <laughs> are balanced. Because I can smoke it. And it puts out the molly? Yes! I don't know if that's how a smoke or a molly would work in real life. Does the smoke remove all of the oxygen from around the molly? Like an actual enough. If we're talking about a smoke smoke grenade and a Molotov cocktail. If I were to drop a smoke grenade on a Molotov cocktail, what would happen? And I think it would probably still burn. There's an army surplus. I guess the question is... Do they have Molotov cocktails at the army? No, 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 no. The no, whole we point of a Molotov ourselves. is we make the Molotov ourselves, Hunter. <laughs> we just need. But what, what I was gonna, what I was gonna say is, what I don't, I literally have no clue. Please let me know in the Discord if you know. Um, does a smoke grenade work by literally burning something that makes the smoke, or is it some kind combination of gases that it releases that, that hangs visual. in the air? I think it's the latter. But that I would make more be sense able to tell to you. Yeah, it might burn something. I don't know. I, it would also make sense that it burns something because having solid fuel is a lot more dense fuel than gas. Yeah, but like with how quickly smoke grenades, like, you could also out. have something under Probably. pressure that is actually naturally in gas form, so that it is a solid, and you have like a big block of like solid fuel in the grenade, and then when it's exposed to air, it becomes gas, mm. and that is the smoke. I have no idea how smoke grenades work, though. Yeah. I will say, all joking and then factual discussion of grenades aside, <laughs> it, it might be kind of cool if we're, right now is the opposite of this, but if we're hitting a dry spell with Valorant content, we could uh, like just set aside Valorant and all play CS for a week and then come back and give our uh, opinions. That could be interesting. That could be interesting, but also like mm-hmm. that's this another thing me... I have to download onto my computer. And you were talking about earlier how I really don't like doing that. That's wait. Have you have you never played CS? No, I've never played CS once. Oh, that's wild because there've been plenty of times with Cass where I've hopped into CS. Not plenty of times. There've been a few times when I've played like a game of CS with Cass. I didn't realize you were never in on those. Yeah, no, never played CS. Like it's just gonna wild. make me rage at how fucking bad the the op is compared to the op. <laughs> like, like fuck, yeah. dude. <laughs> but yeah, at yeah. any rate. Probably going to be playing a lot more Jet. Yeah. I've already started the transition a little bit. It was funny because we were in a game, um, I think yesterday, with Liam, who is a Jet main. And uh, we get into this lobby, and Cass just insta-locks Jet. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't insta-lock it. I hovered it. There's a difference. No, no, you locked Jet. No, 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 no! I hovered for like ten you were, seconds. You were the you were the only point, one locked. locked jet. You were the only one locked, and everyone else was still hovering, discussing agents. <laughs> and I mean, Liam was totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah. But, no, uh, what happened was <laughs> I hovered jet. Liam hovered Phoenix, and I went cool, and hit the lock button because I knew the rest of the you three weren't picking jet. So I mean, you did only... drop like thirty nine on yeah, on the phoenix so i think yeah, it was a good pick but he's peaked like high diamond right i think diamond he's currently right. diamond two he's diamond two okay okay yeah which and he was playing on his diamond two account mm. just before we get any oh dropping yeah, 40 yeah, yeah. In, a, in a smurf <laughs> lobby no no he was on his account he was on his main yep very cool yeah i wasn't aware of this game at all so that's that's neat yeah. it's because i haven't played with you in a week until today 
we played one yeah, game. Yeah, I've been snowboarding, wrecked. and then yesterday I was checking out a new apartment. I might be uh, actually getting a streaming setup going because instead of this shitty Wi-Fi that drops out every now and then, I could have my own Ethernet. So wow, content house. Right. Yeah, yeah. Come, come, move down. Yeah, yeah. Come down to Maryland, guys. No thanks. Yeah, if no. You get this content house somewhere on the West Coast. Like I could be convinced, but nah, nah. You're going to come out East here for a week, East and you're going to be like, yeah, okay, apartments out here are cooler. He's going to pay for two apartments, continue to pay my lease here. I don't, also, I don't think I'm ever, ever living Contract, on the whatever. east of the, the Rockies again. Oh, the Rockies are like you're a missing nice, out. It's like a nice hard line that goes through like livable terrain, non-livable terrain. <laughs> it's Cass, you East Coast trader. <laughs> it's very convenient. You were raised better than that, Cass. I don't know. I don't. I don't Jeez, know if the Nevada counts as livable terrain, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like Nevada is like the exact opposite of livable terrain. <laughs> oh, they got now, technically, there is a ski resort in Nevada because Nevada is there's a part of Nevada in Tahoe. Oh, so that part of Nevada probably cool. Also, Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah, Vegas is dope, but that's a vacation <laughs> spot. Yeah, we're talking about livable terrain, not. Fun snowboarding spots. <laughs> there is whoa, a whoa, 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 Yeah. They're like, okay. If you're gonna I'm say sure there's that a those... slot machine themed with snowboarding. <laughs> Hunter, if you're going to say that, like, livable <laughs> terrain and, like, good skiing and snowboarding locations are, like, a Venn diagram, like, I could agree with you. It's just that, like, 90% of it is in overlap. It's a circle. It's it's the, almost the a Venn circle. diagram is it's, a circle. It's, it's very, cap it's right very there, close brother. to a circle. <laughs> There are... I've heard there's some good snowboarding up in like the somewhere no, in the there, northeast. There, there are uh, no. I've been to Vermont, which is presumably what you've heard of, and uh, yeah, no, no, it is not. I mean, like, it's good for the east. It's it's serviceable. <laughs> like if that's all you got, that's what you got. But but I also mean, you gotta combine that. I, I just prefer to go to Mad River Glen, right? And then I don't have to deal with all those pesky snowboarders. I really want to snowboard. What's Bad River Glen? It's there are three resorts left in North America. Maybe it's two now that um don't allow snowboarding. One of them being Interesting. Alta. Oh yeah, it's Alta, Deer Valley, and Mad River Glen. Yeah. Although oh. someone told me maybe Deer Valley has changed that, but I'm not. I believe I believe Deer Valley did change that. That's why I think I went with two. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Deer Valley. Uh, I think all the shareholders put it to a vote. And voted to allow snowboarding. Um, That's okay. Everyone that skis at Deer Valley makes over a million a year anyway. It doesn't really matter yeah. what they're doing <laughs> on the snow. <laughs> um. Okay, but back to Valorant. So enough of the enough of the chamber shit, Hunter. What's what's next on the docket? All right. So I have the patch notes here. Um, so oh, is Breach just up at the taking top? it. Yeah, Breach is up at the top. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's as part of a bigger section of increasing the alt points required for, in their words, large site-wide footprint agent Dude, Breach got fucking boomed with the nerf gun. Huge yeah. nerf. Yeah. Fucking massive. Right, we'll they get did, we'll get to the bigger part two of the nerf things, later. right? Yeah. No, two they, literally, they literally just increased the alt point. 
there, there's another uh, very significant thing that we'll get to. They, they changed. <laughs> yeah. They changed something yeah. about Killjoy's kit, which inadvertently nerfs. No, Bridge. no, it, sure. no. There's not only yeah, that. There's a reason I said we get to it later. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're jumping ahead. This <laughs> is a massive patch. Yeah. Like there was so much reading. I was fucking reading a novel going through yeah. these patch notes. Usually they're like a page long on my screen, and this was mm-hmm. like seven. I was like scrolling forever. Yeah, oh, well, okay, so just... let me run through real quick the agents who had their alt points increased. Breach, 7 to 8. Uh, Viper. Yeah, I'm, I'm scrolling through. Uh, KO, 7 to 8. Um, Viper. Did she get a... Yeah, oh. Viper, 7 to 8. So it's those three. So it's KO, Viper, and Breach. Interestingly, was Killjoys was not increased. Yeah, I think Fades went to eight in the last one. Okay, so Fades. Yeah, was let me see. Is Killjoys at eight? I honestly don't know. I want. I'm, go I'm looking with, that up right now. I want to go with it. It's seven. It's yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah. So interesting that they said they were like ones that give you like wide sight control are the ones that are getting moved to eight, and Killjoys wasn't hit there. Um, kind of inter, kind of odd. Uh, another example of Riot having some sort of a. Uh, stated goal and then being a little weird with actually getting to that goal i think if they were if they were to then put even a small nerf to killjoy like yeah this is also the patch where they're trying to nerf the overpowered sentinel to be more in line with the other sentinels so then why nerf the other sentinels simultaneously that would be stupid but also yeah yeah yeah. their stated goal it it is against that Mm -hmm. and then what i also think is what i also think is a little odd is that why Why increase KO's ult? KO's oh. ult is not that good, and KO as a whole is not that good. KO's yeah. ult is pretty fucking good. Okay, here's, least, here's the okay. thing, right? I, I, I think, KO, yeah. Okay, I, I, I think most of these increase in all points have a lot to do with, like, the pro scene, in which teams are much better at effectively snowballing alts together and just sure. winning, like, a slew of rounds off certain alts which helps you charge the next person's alt who's in this cycle. So, like, for example, right, like, use a breach alt on a round where, like, say just your breach fucking pops off pistol round, right, farms some kills in the the anti-eco round two. You're on fracture, so you can get a bunch of orbs. Sure, yeah. You got rolling thunder round three, right? You're on your bonus, so you got inferior weapons, but, hey, you use this breach alt, you win that round. You get some free guns. They're saving again. The round after that, your Viper's Pit's up. So you go in, you drop your Viper's Pit down, you win that round, like being the next spy round, right? And then so on and so forth with like the KO alt and then like the Fade alt or whatever other alts you you might be cycling together. And I think, I think because of like them being at seven makes it a lot easier to, to cycle them into each other. Whereas I noticed it was a huge thing um, when Chambers alt first got changed to to eight, or did they make it from six to seven? I don't remember which one they did. I don't think it was ever at six. Okay, I don't so think then it, it probably went from seven to eight. Like I I I really noticed how like oftentimes like we get to the first point in the game where like I need a save that isn't round two and I'd like my my alt, and I'm like two orbs off. And so I can't just yeah. go and farm an orb on this round and then pull it out. Um, like, I noticed that one alt point actually making a huge difference in my alt being up when I wanted it to. Um, 
which I think is exactly what they're trying to do with all these agents. Yeah, yeah like, no. why don't we just make everyone's old eight? Like, come on. <laughs> like, just fucking across the board, increase them all to eight. Because that's what they're fucking doing, man. Like, they're what, definitely increasing the over time. Yeah. Like, well, um, yeah. Yeah. I, the thing that confuses me about KO is that, first of all, he is, despite having a decent pick rate in ranked, he is one of the worst agents in rank, according in ranked according to that data that we discussed like a month and a half ago. And honestly, not a lot changed in terms of the game over the past like two months until right now. Um, and then uh, at the pro level, KO was maybe a bit too highly picked over Sky. But it wasn't like Sky wasn't picked at all, and the other initiators had very healthy pick rates, being you know Fade and Sova. So and Breach, um, and Breach, right? I was forgetting Breach. I was like, I'm forgetting one, aren't I? So, um, it, and on top of all that, I'm ninety five percent sure that the KO nerf with the right click taking longer to equip your gun after it and flashing for less long hasn't seen pro play yet. So. I just feel like his ult definitely didn't need a nerf at the ranked level. And at the pro level, I'm not really sure if it needed it either. Given that he wasn't mega dominant and already has been nerfed in a way that hasn't we haven't seen the effects of. So that's where I find that one a little confusing. Uh, the other two, yeah, I, I can see why I, they would do them. I just feel like the concept of his ult is so strong. Well, the concept of his ult of, den of you know, denying the enemies, their ability to use their abilities is strong. But the thing that makes it weaker is that it's so short. Like it's long enough for any... you to get in and take side control. Uh, sure. But like, the thing is if you, you, it takes a second to pop at the beginning of the round. And then you also take a second to pop, to get into position where you're covering all of sight with it. So, you know, if, if the enemy quickly fire assuming you're using it on offense which is what i'm thinking of assuming the enemy team is aware of the possibility of you popping the ult or maybe isn't either way they throw out some stall utility at the beginning of the round if you lose three seconds getting into sight now your ko ult is like halfway done before you're on site so and like the enemies if they might get pinged by the first one but it only lasts for what four seconds or something per ping it's four exactly per ping. yeah yeah so, so like that's yeah you can ahead. just back out of it if you're yeah, like if, playing backside, if you're in range, it's hard to get out of range on a lot of maps. Well, if they're moving, especially if they're moving towards you. But like, I think there's a lot of maps where I'm not playing directly on site, and I can still get out of it after that first ping because you see where it ends. Yeah, and I, I mean, can still deploy my utility onto site. Now that is me as a playing Brim or Sova or something where I can still use my utility from that range. And, you yeah. know, someone like Chamber, obviously, you have to have line of sight to use that utility, so it doesn't matter as much. Right. You need you need to be there, so you're, you're kind of getting fucked by the KO ult. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember playing, like, we're, we're playing on Pearl. I was holding a main somewhat up close, and I had I had my ult, and I had about four headhunter shots. And I'm like, this will be fine. And then right before somebody peeks that first corner, the KO pops his ult. And I'm stuck in the middle of the nowhere, can't TP out, have <laughs> no fucking gun, and there's a raise flying at me with her fucking ult. Ooh. And I've never felt just more fucked in my life. <laughs> yeah, this, the scream was quite audible. 
That's great. <laughs> like, like, KO is the ultimate cuck. His entire kit is just designed to cuck you. <laughs> there you have the it. opposite, then? I don't know what? what the opposite of a cuck is, but, like, if he's cucking you, then isn't, like, his kit the opposite of a cuck? Whatever the person oh, 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 who is not... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, He's there's a probably, Chad. There's probably a term for that. I don't know. There what probably it is. is. Yeah. Oh, I think I think it would be bull. Is it bull? Probably. I, I was I, thinking maybe, bull, but then there's like yeah, I was, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if you're in the Discord and you know more about BDSM, <laughs> let us know the answer <laughs> of what the technical term is. Next week on Call Her Mommy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, what I was going to say is that as the person amongst us three who has played the most KO, granted this is a ranked perspective, but KO is the weakest and is much weaker in rank than pro. Um, the amount of times where I pop alt as we're about to hit a site, but we take a second to get into site because of the utility they've already thrown. Um, and then my ult expires and then I immediately get peaked and die right after my ult expires. That's That happens a lot. Like, the ult is, the, the incredibly short length of the ult going off means that if you encounter much resistance while using it, then, you know, all of a sudden it drops in value hugely. Not saying it's bad. And at the pro level, when you can have all this coordination to quickly explode onto a site, it's a lot better. But I just am not sure whether or not they needed it, is all I'm saying. I'm not saying it's definitely bad, it just feels like maybe we see KO's play, uh, pick rate drop a bit too much with this combined with the other nerf once we see pro play start up again. Maybe. I don't know. Like I, I still think KO's I think KO is probably currently the strongest agent from a pro play perspective. Oh, yeah, he, he strongest agent very period? Meta. I don't know about yes, strongest like agent. Yes, like strongest period, agent but... period. Now that was he was he the second after chamber in terms of pick rate? Pick rate? I believe so. I believe it was really. I believe it was Chamber. Let's Kale. see. Oh, actually, you know, it might have been Fade. Fade might have been really high up there in that. Yeah, Fade also got her nerfs. Yeah. Let's anyway, see. but like, um, also forget about pick rate. I'm talking about from a pro play perspective. Just his kit. His kit is good. Yeah, and and he was very like meta at the pro level. Yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. It was so surprising. That, yeah, Cass, uh, you are... Sorry, my, my bad. Go ahead, Jace. Go ahead. I think that's why it was so surprising that when the stats came out and said that he was, like, the most overrated player in ranked, right? Like, that is, has a high pick rate, but a very low win rate. Win rate. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was surprising when we, when we found that out. But I just pulled up the stats on VLR from Valorant Champions uh, 2022. Uh, and Chamber... Number one at 67%. Mm-hmm. Fade, number two at 53%. Those are the only two above 50. Viper, number three at 46%. And then KO at 45% after that. So KO was the fourth most mm-hmm. picked agent. In okay, Champions. well, Viper just got Viper just got wrapped with no, the map not pool information. At all. With what? The map pool information. Viper just got oh wrecked. the map yeah. pool oh I see what you're saying because bind and because bind breeze. And breeze oh oh yeah right yeah, right, right. Yeah. Got, well, especially Viper breeze especially wrecked. breeze um, yeah that that so is true. Viper inadvertently got nerfed off the face of the earth I mean uh, we don't know what the new map is yet so maybe that'll be a Viper map who knows um 
But like, so Vipers pick. It'll race. be that one site map you've been asking for. Or you can yeah. just alt site whether on offense or defense every round. <laughs> in on your sight lines, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. Yeah. But that's yeah. Good point. E- either way, like Viper just got outside of the actual nerfs to Viper, which we haven't gotten to yet. Like Viper just got hard nerfed on just her map pool. Um, Fade already got her round of nerfs, which were not present in Champions. True. Chamber just got nerfed to the fucking ground, which leaves us yeah. with, with KO. Yeah, and then the next after KO, KO is 45%, Omen is, is 35%, hmm. which is a significant drop-off, and then there's four agents between 31 and, and 35, including Omen. So it seems like that's the range where they're like, yeah, those agents are standing out a bit, but like, we don't need to touch them. They're worried about those top thirty-five percent. Is like a yeah. It's like yeah, which is not, fine. Not I think even I agree. every other map, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that's a fine philosophy. It's just interesting to see that that's kind of how they're looking at it. Um. So next up on the patch notes is the chamber nerfs, and because these were revealed literally a day after we recorded our last podcast, and then like four days before we published it. I kind of feel like we don't need to cover all these in detail. Like, you know what they are already. Or you well, can, we like, already we talked also, about it for half an hour. Yeah. 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 Like, we, we didn't directly say these are the nerfs, but like, we got around to it because of our conversation. So, Cass, I guess as the resident chambermaid, do you have any other comments about the chamber nerfs? I'm still going to play them on a couple maps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you, like, Chase is probably right that like it's just going to take some time getting adjusted to it, but like, the trademark is just obnoxious. Like that that's the big thing. Fair. And then like I yeah. think I'm I think I'm also gonna find myself in a lot of situations where like I end up being like one V X where X is a large number. Because I was trying yeah, to like you have to play I was trying I'm trying to trademark. hold back and keep my trademark you're active asking, to make sure. You're acting like this doesn't on. already happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying, saying, how much more I'm saying I think it's gonna happen a lot more. There's Recently, not room for it to happen a lot more. <laughs> okay, especially when we when we've been playing Bind over the last week yeah. or so, I've like I've I've felt a lot like I sometimes think Cass feels about me, um, which is that Cass will be doing a slow flank, and I'm like Cass, we needed you here like 20 seconds ago. You could have ran. <laughs> like they're all on site. Why are you walking like with your gun out through all of these angles? Because there's a fucking then, like, sniper on the other team. I'll die, and there'll be, like, you know, four people on site, and Cass is, like, slowly lurking through the back halls of Bind, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? But then, you know, yeah. it just made, it, it made me also, like, reflect on myself. I'm like, oh, I'm sure Cass feels this sometimes <laughs> when he's, he dies on site, and he's seeing me, like, lurking with my iPad out, trying to, like, look at where I'm playing Smokes or something. And it's how I feel about both of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, typically, I respect No, there's, there's a Cypher on the other team. If the Cypher's alive, I gotta walk slow so I don't just fucking W key into the goddamn trap. Or you could shoot the traps like an absolute Chad. Just hit the trap, turn around and shoot it. <laughs> hit the trap, don't shoot it, expecting he'll peek, and then just head tap him. Causing his trap to instantly deactivate without you having to shoot it. No. Uh... Does it? Uh, Does it? I think... uh, yes, that is, that is correct. I, traps I'm... don't persist after death. Well, okay, but if I haven't caught, tested it. I don't if know. If I'm caught in the trap, Cypher swings me, you I head tap him. him, but I already activated the trap. I don't think the trap just ceases to exist. I feel like we need to test this because I really don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, Cypher is another agent who should be able to technically get a kill from the grave. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, 
if you get killed by a cipher trap after the enemy cipher is dead, could your mental possibly be in a worse spot after that point? Like, I, I feel like that's a that's a real test to see if you're Well, no, really because good. you probably traded the cipher. Like, who else? Is, I mean, somebody else, I guess, could have killed the cipher at the same time that you went into the trip. But even if you kill the cipher, to die yeah. to his trap. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, moving on, if you guys are good with that. Um, but actually moving right back to Cypher, <laughs> yeah. uh, there's a kind of a, a significant shift in how Riot is handling damage to uh, non-players. So damage to any sort of utility. So first, there's a buff to make it easier to damage utility. And then there's a nerf uh, to make some things damage utility less. So first of all, um, prior, a lot of placed utility had health of one, meaning any bullet or pellet would destroy it, but it was immune to a lot of damage over time abilities or just other damaging utility. And what they've done with this patch is essentially said, we want stuff that does damage to do damage to everything. So Brim, Molly, Viper Molly, Phoenix Molly, Phoenix Wall. I'm sure I'm forgetting some stuff in there. It was like Brim Ult was one of the things, I think, like... I thought Brim Ult yeah, Brim Ult already broke a lot of utility. Like they had changed that a while back. Um so, um to start this off, trapwire or cipher, health increased one to twenty, can be damaged by DOT stuff now. Fade. Um this actually doesn't relate to the DOT, but I'm just gonna keep rolling through since we have a lot of stuff to cover. Prowler health decreased one hundred to sixty. Thank God those things are too hard to kill. <laughs> Yeah, not related to the good yeah. that's a, that's riddance. a separate thing because they also did that to something else right where they Maybe. lowered the the damage needed to to kill it because they thought that it oh raise boombot yeah, yeah that's boom later bot. on yeah oh, that's even more for me the amount of times i've been like oh the boombot is dead oh no it's popping up in my face too many to count so thank god yeah, so those two are the ones that are closely related in the patches the boombot and the prowler Yes, decrease. I am Good. over the moon about the Ray's Boombot being nerfed because that has been one of the single most frustrating. I don't feel like I should have died slash taken this fat chunk of damage, but I did. Consistent moments for me in the history of Valorant. Um, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll come back to Harbor and continue with the uh, more numeric stuff. So KO's zero point, his suppression knife, health increase 1 to 20, damageable by utility, although... That one seems very rarely relevant unless you're throwing your KO knife. They in just want to make it consistent. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. So don't go out there throwing your KO knife into Molly's anymore. <laughs> that uh meta strat is no longer possible. Does okay, but like Like, okay, Brim Molly does enough damage fast enough. Phoenix Molly does enough damage fast enough, but like, could I throw it in a Viper Molly? Like, would the knife not go off? Probably. Prior yes. to the Viper Molly doing enough damage? Yeah, so Cass, it's time for... This is such an OP strat, it's time for you to learn KO. Since we <laughs> can throw the knife into enemy Viper Mollies. I, I, yeah, that, that seems like a kind of a cheat code there. Well, the difference, <laughs> the difference was is they made it damageable by a Viper Molly. In mm-hmm. which case, it used to have 1 HP. So maybe now it'll go off. But now only because they've increased the HP of it. Sorry, what? Yeah, Chase's point is, is that... They're being consistent. It might not affect the Viper case at all, but it will affect other cases. It will. It will affect. It will affect. Are you ready for this? 
a viper uh, enemy, an enemy viper throws her molly down. You throw your KO knife into the molly. Now it's not immediately killed by the uh, the viper molly and would normally go off, but someone from way across the map shoots your, your knife with a stinger, which at long range would do 17 damage. But because the knife is vulnerable from being in the viper molly, yeah. now it kills the knife. <laughs> So there you go. There's the there's the scenario where all this is incredibly relevant. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to say that there was a simultaneous kind of up and down here where they increased the HP of everything to be not one and then allowed damage over time things yeah. to kill everything. So that, like, right. things like KO Knife would still go off in the molly, I think. I don't yeah, think, I think so I don't as think well. it will go off in a Brim molly, though. I, I don't. Molly. I don't. I think yeah, I, I agree molly with you. Do enough damage too fast. Yeah, my gut sense is that you're correct. Would, yeah. it would still go off in a viper molly mm -hmm. kind of deal? Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's presumably. KO's... Wait. Does the knife get decayed if it's in a viper molly? <laughs> this is information. You mean vulnerable? You mean vulnerable? Yes. 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 Uh, no, but I, also, I no, I don't think it's. Like, I was assuming so in my little like scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm here. just like, I'm wondering, like, this is now that it has 20 HP. Like, I, I need to know these things. Like, no, it, it could, it could come up. Yeah, for all those times when you're using a stinger shooting across the map. Yes, yes. very to relevant bang, to wall bang the knife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I know how often you like to wall bang with a stinger across the map. So very relevant to you. Okay, next up on these changes, Killjoy's Nano Swarm. Health increased 1 to 20. Um, that might be it. Oh, nope. Uh, raises Blast Pack as well. Um, okay, but the... Sova's Recon Bolt. Yeah, it's literally just fucking anything you deploy now has 20, yeah, that's 20 health it's, instead it's, of 1. We yeah. can simplify this yeah. shit. Um, yep, so that's, we that's already all. Said it all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we, it's, it's, it's good to discuss it in case there was some, like, major change from this, which <laughs> clearly there wasn't, but, you know. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's our responsibility, Cass. Uh, for the right. people out there, all of our homies in, in silver and below, to help break it down for them. Okay, total non-sequitur, but I've got a bottle yeah. of, like, uh, rubbing alcohol on my desk here. And I just realized that alcohol in French is alcool. It's alcohol. <laughs> A-L-C-O-L-L. -L. Wow. It's alcool. <laughs> that is a non-sequitur. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> that is really unrelated. <laughs> I love it. But. I, I, that's that's right. cool. That's Al cool. So Molly's objectively just got better in this patch. Yeah, it's buffed Molly. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess. But like, what scenarios? Like, I'm like, okay, well, if well, I like... get if a Sova hits me with their recon dart, now I can run through a Molly to get rid of the. Presumably, recon dart. no, unless your name is Achilles and he shot you in. Well, you know, the Achilles. <laughs> um... <laughs> but no, there's a vertical. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay, but, like, it's not bunny-hoppable height, but, like, Jet can updraft over it. It's not, like, the new chamber thing where it's fucking anything above this. Like, basically, it's not Brim all. I, I will say, thinking about this uh, off the cuff, I can see two things that would be... One thing that would be relevant about this at the pro level, and one thing about this that would be relevant at the ranked level. The one that's relevant at the ranked level is... um the raised blast pack that it's not an uncommon scenario for a brim to smoke off an angle and then chuck his molly there 
and it's also not an uncommon scenario for the attacking rays to chuck her blast pack into the smoke and launch through. So that's something that is a bit of is not a crazy nerf, but is a nerf to raise, and that now you know you could end up dead in the water with your blast pack destroyed before you can activate it. Um, okay, just the yeah, way not huge... those are just things that are thrown on the ground. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Okay, the yeah, because they're both thrown on the ground. Yeah, they're like they need to introduce a way to counter mollies. Like there, I think there needs to be a mechanic that allows you to counter mollies, like. My... I like the trophy system idea. I don't think it should be like CS where like there's this quick utility trade that just eliminates the molly. Okay, but also there were there were some meta strats that came out in CS where like you intentionally molly an angle that you know the enemy is going to smoke off so that they can cross. And then they don't have the smoke anymore? Well, wait, okay. It's not like they don't get the smoke. It's just like like part of the smoke is no longer there, yeah, because of the molly. So it's like you'd intentionally molly something. You knew that they were going to smoke because it would extinguish the molly, but then also get rid of part of that smoke so that you'd have line of sight on something they were trying to cross. And I think things like that are pretty big brain. Um, and I like it conceptually. But you want that Viper cast... Wall to do it. <laughs> and that cast, they go ahead. Okay. All, like, all I'm saying is, like, if you're going to introduce this mechanic in which like, I think it's probably most relevant for Phoenix because his molly is, well, yeah. And his wall is, you know, basically I, I, I think it creates a scenario in which you can, like you can look at a PC utility or like not even look at it, but like you can learn like a lineup for like a Phoenix molly, right? That'll just go and wipe off certain utility for example if we're looking at that killjoy b highway ascent like setup right presumably now you could throw a uh you could learn the a lineup for phoenix that just gets his fucking molly onto highway and now all that shit's gone and like although what's interesting about that cast is that I don't actually see anything about killjoy's alarm bot and turret being changed so I don't know if they were changed in a previous patch or yeah, could they have already been damageable? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, that I, I don't know about. But like, I I feel like if if they're gonna introduce this aspect in which like mollies can now counter other placed utility, like there kind of needs to be a little rock paper scissors action going on here. It's like you're trying like I think currently it's like you're playing rock paper scissors, but scissors doesn't exist. Ooh, that's a boring game of rock paper scissors. Exactly. Right like I'm saying, I feel like there needs to be there there needs to be something that that counteracts mollies. And I've been saying Forecast. this for a while, but I think yeah. especially now that it's getting buffed, like like I feel like there should definitely be something there. Well, Cass, I will say one thing that you may not have considered is that uh, as a result of mollies being more useful for clearing utility. That is an indirect nerf to post-plant meta, which is something that you really hate. Because, that is true. Yeah. So that's you're, one positive yeah. of it. You're Phoenix, you drop a molly on the fucking spike before you go and tap spike. Yeah. Well, sh yeah, I guess. But, really but that's a, Phoenix, right. but yeah. Yeah. Because otherwise you might as well just wait out the nanoswarms. But Phoenix was never... molly on them, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like Phoenix was not... <laughs> true, true. And Phoenix was not the po a post-plant agent just because his molly is so short. 
in duration. So like he was never no, no, I'm part of Phoenix the post plan. Like you're retaking. Well, I, I, I know, but I'm saying that that doesn't change what I said. Oh, like oh, it's still I... a nerf to post plant meta. Yeah. Just because you could use Phoenix oh. to retake a little bit better does not negate the fact that Viper Wait, and Brim now have much more of an incentive. No, no, no. I'm agreeing with you. Oh, oh, I thought you were disagreeing. I no. thought you were saying because Phoenix could no, simultaneously. I'm saying... No, I'm okay, saying okay, Phoenix can now drop the Molly on Spike to prevent. Oh, it I thought you were joy. disagreeing. No, I'm agreeing uh, with you. Okay. I see. I see. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I what you said made perfect sense and my brain just <laughs> kind of flipped it. Um okay, so moving on a little bit here for, because we're going to come back to utility damage in a different way. Um harbor buffs. He said uh, they said they, they said something with a little bit of a uh, a little bit of subtext here. They said we're back again with small harbor buffs. It's hard to learn a new controller smoke style, and we hope these changes make it easier for Harbor's, Harbor's vision block to last long enough to finish executing with their team. Also, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that first part, it is hard to learn a new controller smoke style. They are clearly saying kind of what I'm saying, which is that people aren't using Harbor to his full potential right now. And so Riot doesn't want to, like, completely rework his kit because they really feel like they've made a, they've put a good kit out there and it's just different enough that people aren't getting the most of it yet. You're getting the most out of it yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think yeah. Harbor now has the most LOS blocking Denial. time yeah. in a given round. Blocking time slash blocking area. I don't know how you compare those two, but yeah. So High Tide, his big wall, his E, duration increased 12 seconds to 15 seconds, and Cascade, his C, Duration increased five seconds to seven seconds. Now, what I don't, what I'm, I guess, based on that wording, when you, when you send it out, do you have the same time with the wall up, whether you let it go its full distance out or whether you stop it immediately? I, think, I would imagine I yes, know. based on that wording. I, re- I, I thought it was no. I let, thought... let me, ch- I'll look it up. I'll look it up. I thought it had a because, timer when yeah. it reached its destination. And it's like, you can let it run to its destination or you can preemptively stop it, but it, like the timer starts when it's stopped. I don't think so. I think it's total time cast. Huh. Oh, I mean, it, looks like, it looks like cast is correct according to the oh, wiki. Okay. It says seven seconds time of the cascade whilst stationary. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, so that, that wasn't very clear in the patch notes, but according to the wiki, that's, that's what it is. Aha, uh-huh. suck it, motherfuckers. Um, who's the big brain now? But also, well, well I said I didn't know, and, and Chase was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. just wrong. Yeah. Um, but either way, some slight numerical harbor buffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I I was going somewhere with this. Oh yeah, I've played against single digit harbors. Yeah, or slash with harbors. Fuck, I think mm-hmm. I can count it on one hand, and that's including Hunter playing harbor three times in my games and inting. Yeah. I'm. I, if I remember correctly, I, we won two out of those three games that I played Harbor. Like I said, he was inting. I had to yeah. hard carry. Like, well, I'm a I'm a shitty thrower then. If, uh, I can't I, uh... I can't successfully throw. Like I would have brought three games. I would have brought yeah. like my regular just like school backpack, but like no, I had to go and I had to get my like 55 liter hiking backpack. Those back games. Out. For that game. Those games have been long enough that I can't pull them up quickly on Tracker, and I'm sure you know that, which is why you said that, because I can't disprove you. I um, mean, there was one scenario where the harbor wall directly blocked me off, like, perfectly to defuse a spike. 
uh, when Hunter was playing it. And he's like, oh, you know, Harbor Utility worked pretty well right there. And I was like, yeah, it could have been any other piece of utility too, but like <laughs> <laughs> technically the Harbor Wall did work very well in yeah. that situation. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's possible that, well, okay, here's the thing. Harbor clearly is a competitor to Viper based on them both having big walls. Mm. And I was wondering, I tried a couple times playing Harbor on Breeze instead of Viper. And I realized that I like winning. (laughs) And my Viper on Breeze is really good. And Viper is just really good on Breeze. And just messing around with a new agent, I was like, it's all fun in games until I don't do as well as I would have on Viper. So I think with Breeze in particular, part of what you're looking at here is the situation where like, a Harbor can be really good in the scenario in which pre-Harbor's existence, right? You wanted a certain Viper wall to help you gain sight. And then you mm. wanted a different Viper wall to help you retain control of sight. I'm thinking like yeah, Pearl, B-Sight, right? It's like yeah. the wall that you use to gain access to sight isn't necessarily the same wall you want in post-plant. Um, right, in which right. Harbor can be better than Viper in that scenario. But with Breeze in particular, the wall that you want to put up to help you take sight is the same wall you want for post-plant anyway. And Viper just Typically, has, yeah. Like, that. it's just, that's just better to use Viper in that scenario. But Yeah, um, I will say, Cass, I said, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, on... Like, I, I did see a, a Thinking Man's Valorant video talking about Viper and Harbor. Um, and he did bring up the potential of using them both together. And having a consistent Viper wall that pretty much goes up every round. And you can always, you can kind of condition your opponents to be forced to respect it. Um, and then you have your your harbor's utility for your actual site executes. And you're not just reliant on the scenario in which, like, you know, you put your Viper wall up, like, everybody's had this happen, most likely on, you know, Breeze and Icebox. You put your Viper wall up, you maybe lose somebody or two trying to entry site, it's not working, you decide you're going to rotate off. But now you've got no fucking utility. Or you've got no smokes for the other site. Right, which is Viper's inherent weakness and the reason why she's not just disgustingly fucking overpowered. Like, if Viper could recall her shit, that would be absurd. Um, Yeah. But he just brought up the idea of using them together uh, to condition the enemies with the Viper wall and then be able to still get executes and if you rotate off and want to hit the other site... You've got Harbor's utility to do so, um, which yeah, you know you, I just thought was an interesting like concept. Yeah, you brought up exactly what I was going to br- uh, to bring up, which is that um, uh, Harbor I think is a much more compelling alternative to alternative to Viper if you look at offense attack. It's really on defense where Harbor seems like easily the weakest controller in the game, and Viper's defensive strength on Breeze, especially with the orb at B main is significant. Whereas Harbors is just, you really have to work a lot harder to get value out of him on defense. Unless you're, yeah, he just doesn't have the delay potential, right? Like exactly is there, but it doesn't really matter. Like you can flash through it much easier. You don't have to take the decay, you know, all that, right? Yeah. The slow is like nothing. 
Yeah, yeah. and it, like more yeah. probably it lasts seven seconds. Yeah, well, fifteen the wall or the the cascade of yours is what yeah. You're like I'm saying, if you're going to use that cascade to block off a choke, uh, uh, sorry, a, a choke, the same way that you would an omen smoke, a brim smoke, a viper orb. Yeah, like no time whatsoever. It, it, it's it's so much less, and like, and then also in like yeah, brim uh, smokes are twenty seconds, right? Yeah, brims. Uh, I think they're twenty-two off the top of my head. Yeah, so so you could use both cascades and have fourteen. Yeah, still have <laughs> it's less like, than right. Like, yeah, one brim smoke. And yeah, I, mm-hmm. I believe Omens is fifteen on his orb, and I think Astra is around the same, if not literally the same. Um, yeah, and like I understand if you if you're going to give them you know higher times on their you know their, their orbs being active because they're their orb or dome smokers versus wall smokers. Um, like I can see that trade off being there, right? It's like yeah. if you, you know, if you want to block this choke point off for a longer time, we'll pick a dome smoker. Yeah, you don't get the uh, the length, the, the area. Yeah, but Viper kind of has both. You know? Yeah. And like, obviously now they introduce this mechanic where like, you kind of, if you want the longevity on your orb, you have to choose not to use your wall. Which, so there's a bit of a trade-off there, but, like, it's not significant in my mind. Well, in many cases, there's one that's way more important yeah. on attack. It's usually the wall on defense. It's usually the orb if they're hitting your site. Or the wall if you're retaking. So, right. like, it's usually pretty clear what the most important one is. Um, yeah, but, I yeah, my, my gut feeling goes along with what you guys were saying, which is that the biggest problem with Harbor is despite the vast width that you can block with his utility, it just isn't punishing enough to push through it to have significant delay value. So I feel like the starting point of buffing his kit should be if they're going to stick with the slow mechanic, like tripling the effect of the slow. I mean, the amount of the slow right now is like nothing. You you should be like, oh, I really don't want to push through a Harbor wall in the same way that you're worried about pushing through a Viper wall. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I still think Harbor's best use is in a double smoke comp, which is just hard because which is hard because in ranked it's hard enough. You don't to get want to one. give anyone else up. Yeah, well, I feel like a double smoke pro. comp. Yeah, I feel yeah. like a double smoke comp is rare in the pros, and in ranked you might you might as well not even consider it. Right, I'm like, but so like, like that's why it's tough. Yeah, like yeah. I I think in I think from a rank perspective it's like well whoever's most willing to not just lock somebody else ends up playing smokes. I feel like that's kind of the way it goes. Um, and so it's, it's like, there's just no fucking way you're going to have two people that play smokes in your ranked comp, unless you are, you happen to have a Harbor one trick and say an Omen one trick. Right. Yeah. Um, like otherwise, you're just not getting double smokes, um, and yeah, I feel like Viper does a like almost too good of a job of condensing the role of these are the like this is the line of sight blocking we need to get us into sight on attack, and also offers really fucking good stall on defense. And now, what's that? 
I thought you said Harbor offers really good. I thought you said Harbor before. Sorry, I, I meant to say Viper. Viper, I think. I, oh, Viper, I, mean, I, Viper. I heard. I heard Viper, but I don't know if it was just okay. me understanding. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I might have I, heard wrong. Okay. Maybe I misspoke. Not sure, but yeah, I'm talking about Viper here. Viper has the like the line of sight block you need to get onto site on attack, and then has the stall on defense to hold people out. Um, which, if if per, and one of the things is Chamber doesn't really have any stall. And so if we see a decay in the chamber meta, and you see more of a a Killjoy potentially Sage Cypher, you yeah. know, being being the main stall on your team, uh, perhaps that'll change and you don't need the Viper as much for that stall on defense. Because Chamber didn't really have that. Chamber was like Chamber's stall was all or nothing. Either I'm getting picks or I die and they just walk in for free. And like if you're getting the picks, the chances of them put like continuing to push that site are significantly lessened. Um So yeah, I I don't know. I think perhaps with Chamber dying off, you might see some of the other Sentinels coming into favor and then Harper might get his place in the spotlight just by nature of people not needing to rely on Viper's defensive capabilities as much. Yeah. That's that's actually a really good point. I hadn't considered it that way, that if you have additional Sentinel stall, that can make up for a lack of controller stall. Which, yeah, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't looked at it that way. That's really interesting. Um, so... Uh, moving on from Harbor, unless Chase has something to say. Yeah, seen... No, I was. I mean, just Harbor is seems kind of meh right now. But oh, I I could see what Hunter's saying is that you know maybe people just aren't willing to try him yet because Viper is there and meta and you know what to do. Yeah, but also I think it's that combined with a little bit of uh, you might have to maximize the Harbor to get close to what the Viper can do anyway. So why even put in Bob, the effort? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can, well, uh, well, the the tough is that Vi- the, I think the tough thing is that especially if you look at Breeze, which is now going out of the map pool, which you know may, might make things might shake things up a little bit. Especially if you look at Breeze as the case, Viper is just consistently good on offense and defense, like Cass was saying, and Harbor is way better on offense, and you have to work super hard on defense to make it work. Sorry, people, Viper. Sorry, Harbor is way better yes. relatively to himself. On offense, yeah. Uh, whether he's better on Viper on offense also depends on how you use him. But he could be better than Viper on offense on Breeze, I think. Um, um, but it's not a given. Viper, it's very clear. This is how you play Viper on Breeze to great effect. Whereas with Harbor, it's like you kind of have to figure it out. So yeah, I- I'm not. I'm not convinced that the only issue with Harbor is people not playing him well. I've just floated that idea a lot, and it's interesting to see the Riot devs kind of slide that in, like. Yeah, you guys just aren't playing him the way we think he should be played. <laughs> okay, split. What do you, what was the the default smoker on split? Not Viper. Was it Brand? Yeah, I feel like Omen was the default Omen was... smoker on split. Okay, no, no, yeah. but I maybe remember, Astra. I... Oh, that's because Astra was that's because Astra was super meta. Yeah, so meta is because yeah. when whoever yeah. it was was playing because it... I remember Ascend brought out. Yeah, the omen on split, and it was considered like, a, "What the fuck?" Like, I think it was just they didn't have an Astra. Well, I think Astra it was just yeah. I. I think it was Bone Cold that pulled out the omen, and it was just like all the casters were saying, 
Like, it must just be a comfort pick. Mm-hmm. Like, he must just feel more comfortable on Omen, and therefore they went with it. Yeah, that was the peak of Astro Meta, wasn't it? Um, yeah. But yeah, I wonder, like, because Viper is definitely not meta on Split. But I'm wondering if Harbor could be. Mm. And the only caveat I have to Harbor being meta is when you're attacking A, assuming they don't drastically change up anything, right? When you're attacking A, uh, Rafters, you can't cover with your wall or your Cascades, so you'd have to use your orb on that, and on not pistol round, you can break through the orb super easily. And then the smoke Well, I think you could probably wall Rafters. The thing is with Viper, you can go into sewers and preset a wall that goes along Rafters. Probably not with Harbor, but you could probably... If you if you could use a cascade to take the space at orb, and then you could probably stand around the orb area to, uh, in cover and throw a wall that covers off rafters. So like yeah, obviously that would require some work to get to that point, but then you could do it. Yeah, probably. I know there was a point where Viper Astro was pretty meta on split. Huh. Yeah. True. Okay, true. Basically, what I was thinking is Harbor because his wall can curve could block off hell screens that that's the, the that was the call out for ct right screens yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay you can cut off hell screens and you can choose to either cut off elbow or leave elbow exposed depending on how you want to go about it i just i'm saying there's there's some potential with that because he can curve his his wall but I feel like I think the main strat was you smoke off rafters, you smoke off screens, and you try to take it. Now it's been a while since I played split, but I believe that's kind of how it used to go. And then you have somebody go up ramp and contest heaven to keep people in heaven occupied. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if Harbor could take like I don't know if Harbor could be the main smoker on split. But assuming the meta doesn't change drastically when the map comes back, you need the least amount of help with delay on split out of any other map. And so Harbor being an aggressive smoker, I think there's some potential there. Because you don't need the extra help on defense to stall people out. Yeah, there's just a lot of verticality on split that I don't know if his wall helps you with. Yeah, yeah, that that's the thing that I'm thinking of as like the caveat to that. But yeah, I don't know. That, that that's kind of all I was I wanted to discuss there briefly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's probably good just for the sake of you know taking things as the conversation flows to discuss, even though we've mentioned them multiple times, the map pool changes. So. Freeze and bind exiting, split, and a new map. Entering. Okay. Probably a map in El Salvador, if I understood correctly, because Play Valorant on Instagram like, tweeted some art of the agents and the, like chilling at like some sort of cafe, and there was something in the comments about it being in El Salvador. So apparently that's where the new map is located. Hmm. I would like to say, I specifically didn't call it in last week's episode. 
but fuck, I'm glad they went with what I wanted to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we talked a lot of we talked about a, a lot of different situations there. I was yeah. kind of thinking they would take Icebox out before Breeze. Um Icebox is newer than Breeze. But, so yeah. Well, the Wait, new Icebox. I'm sorry, sorry, I'm actually, I meant Icebox is older than Breeze. I said the opposite yeah, of the yeah. Okay. But yeah. Right, right. But yeah, they did that, that would like, lead towards you thinking that. Yeah. More recently update Icebox, I think. I I know they updated Breeze at some point too. I have no idea when those happened in correlation with each other. But Icebox update happened before Breeze update. Oh really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um but then it's older in all regards. Yes. Um however, I think the big probably one of the big factors in their mind here is from a pro play perspective, that map was pretty solved. There was a team comp you played. It was Viper, KO, Jet Chamber, Sova. On Breeze? Yes. More about Breeze. breeze. I, I feel like we... we not if you're PRX. <laughs> then you not, throw that okay, all out of the window. Okay, not if you're PRX, but also, they <laughs> yeah. lost that game. The grand finals they lost. <laughs> Just to be clear. Okay. I don't like, feel like you should say the team comp is bad because they lost in a grand final match. Sugetsu also did fucking diss. Like, Sugetsu yeah. just whipped his cock out on stage, pretty much. Um, oh, yeah. 100%. Get him banned for the next couple of games, or is that just a middle finger that'll do that? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we can the cock out. That's no ban whatsoever. Yeah, we're okay. fine. Yeah. We're, we're right. all about. Valorant will actually just straight yeah. up create an OnlyFans for him. Yeah, yeah Valorant's all about inclusivity. Oh, I right? see. Yeah. So, like, you're allowed to do that. But, but you can't flip anybody off. Um, oh, yeah. That's, a, that's the line in the sand right there. Okay, at any rate, I, I feel like. Breeze from a pro play perspective was was fairly solved. It was oftentimes there are yeah. five agents in this game amongst both teams. Like you got a lot of mirror yeah. matches on that map, and yeah, I, I feel like outside of the reasons I stated last episode why I wanted it removed, I feel like that probably had something to do with it. I mean, I think everybody knows now that I'm also just happy that that's the one that's being removed. I'm not happy that Bind is also being removed because I like Bind. Um, but it seems to generally people hate Bind. So I'm fine with that for the greater player experience overall. Um, hopefully we'll just like the new map. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I as, think... as Cass and I discussed in the epi- in one of the episodes when Chase wasn't here, we like Bind. Well, I like Bind, actually. So. I, I like Bind, but, too. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, we, I couldn't remember for a minute there. Yeah, we like Bind, but there is room for improvement. So I'm okay with it being removed. And like, I, Most I notably, think, we talked about the wasted space on the map. Right, that seems I, like it should be used for something. I, I think one of the things that... I don't know if the devs brought this up or somebody else brought this up, but I think that they were saying that the TPs aren't getting the use that they want them to. Um, namely because they're often not used, and if they are used... It's you throwing utility through TP into hookah, or you tried to hit a site, it didn't work, and now we're going to rotate. Um, yeah. And so I could see them putting that map, or like reworking that map, in a way in which allows the TPs to be used more fluidly, and hopefully for both teams. 
Um, because it seems like the defenders get significantly more use out of the close TP, and the attackers get more use out of the uh, perimeter TPs. But yeah, and I, I'm trying to think about this, and I don't know if I would mind if the TPs went both ways. Mm. I think that could be interesting. I don't know if that change alone would do it, but like I, I think that's also another reason why they, like, might want to take Bind out of the pool for a bit of time. And I like Bind. That's yeah, things out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking about the Breeze versus Icebox thing as well. And first of all, I agree with you, Cass, about the TPs needing more use that could be make the map a lot more fun. Um, but I was thinking also about the Breeze versus Icebox, and both Breeze and Icebox were pretty unpopular when they released. And then Icebox, as a result of the changes, has gotten to a point where most players like or at least don't hate Icebox. Whereas Breeze, despite going through a, a couple rounds of changes, is still fairly hated. So just going by like player sentiment alone, as well as the whole point of it being solved and ranked, I think that's something that they're looking at for that. Has there ever been a map that came out and people liked? Pearl. Nope. I hate Pearl. People, people generally... Like I think people we're in the minority. Like people general people generally were very positive about Pearl when it released. Huh. I don't know if people soured over time, but from when Pearl was added to like the Pearl only competitive queue, sorry, Pearl only unrated queue, people were over the moon about it okay, on the I, subreddit and online. I like I, I think Pearl's a good map. Yeah, people really happen, like Pearl. I just happen to be very bad at it. Sure, sure. But like that was a wildly popular map, okay. especially compared to all of the other maps that released after launch. Yeah, because I, I really like Fracture. And I yeah, know so people, I think fucking, we're in the minority there. Yeah, like I know people. the word right. minority yeah. of people that like Fracture. Um, my highest win rate. Yeah, I, I love Fracture. Yeah. I think Fracture's my lowest win rate. How the fuck do you guys have such a high win rate on Fracture? Is it really your lowest win rate? Well, okay, no, sorry. Pearl's my lowest win rate. No, no. Yeah. Uh, Fracture's the map in which I personally perform really well on. Like, I've got yeah. the best stats on Fracture, but then my win rate does not reflect my performance, if that makes sense. Interesting. Because Fracture for me, you go. That's not like maybe I'm playing too selfishly on Fracture. And like maybe I, you know, I'm, I don't rotate over fast enough and I'm not there to help the team. And instead I, you know, I get a couple of garbage time kills and that pads the stats. I seem to recall a lot of, hey, let's push Dish. Yeah. Yeah, I Uh, like pushing Dish. And defense. I like pushing Dish. It's the the worst one to push of all three in either direction. Well, I I think there's some logic to double pushing Dish on defense. And that, but like, on offense, there are a lot of times where I'm like, Cass, we don't really have utility to get out of dish onto site. I don't know why we would push dish. I'm never trying to get out of dish no, onto Cass site. No, Cass is just always at dish, and then we're over on B site, like, <laughs> la 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 la, planting. Yeah. But I'm never trying to get Bomb out of dish. has been planted. I'm trying to have some people yeah, go through you're main. right, you, you can't. You're just going to die. <laughs> well, but yeah, potentially yeah, my fracture, yes, yeah. but also because it's a power position for post-plant. We get post-plant down, Assuming nobody's fucking flanking me, then like that's a huge assumption. I have a chamber trap, or at least I had one before the update. Might not anymore, but like that's one case where you, the range is really not an issue. Yeah, not an <laughs> you issue. You can totally chamber trap yourself. <laughs> no, off actually, now that yeah. I think about While you're it, playing drop. Yeah, on attack, 
that's the map in which the chamber, like the chamber trap change, is going to affect the most. On attack. On attack, because I usually put it in our spawn. Oh, literally right where we spawn. Yeah. So I know either side if somebody's gone through there, and like it doesn't usually go off and catch somebody, but it lets me know if someone is coming that way. Yeah, and that that is like I, I didn't even think about that, but that is. That's huge. I still think Chamber is good enough to the point where I want to use him on defense. And so I might still pick him anyway. But fuck, I didn't even consider about the attacking with that. Yeah. Cast about to be a Killjoy main on Fracture. No. Um, Which is a transition to <laughs> our next topic from the patch notes. <laughs> Which is Killjoy. Killjoy, after for a while being ignored shoved off to the side after being gradually nerfed over time, finally has part one of significant nerfs. I mean, (laughs) part one of significant buffs from this patch notes, which is that her lockdown's health has been increased from 150 to 200. Um, And we've said on the podcast, her lockdown is a little too easy to destroy with all the different kinds of utility. And you might be wondering... Now, well, how does that affect what utility can mess with the lockdown? And that, uh, I was going to say we could put a pin in it, but we may as well just discuss it right now, because it relates. Um, okay. Go ahead, Gas. You're going to say something while I'm scrolling I'm sure that location? I'm pretty sure Aftershock cannot just destroy Killjoy. All. And KO Molly. KO Molly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the aftershock, a full force of an Aftershock can't, can't destroy it. No, Aftershock, yes. I believe, does 160 total. Well, There's okay, here's where, here's where I'll, I'll bring it to the... I'll go to what I was going to say, which is that um, they change damage multipliers of certain utility. So before, um, for the utility that could damage other utility, frequently, the... <laughs> this is going to be weird to say. I guess I'll use a specific example. For example, Ray's Blast Pack did way more damage to say to a sage wall than it did to players and that yeah, was like largely 100 percent or something like that yeah. yes yes yeah. which and other utilities shared the same thing and i will admit reading through this part of the patch notes as a risk of rain player was rough because i'm used to seeing percentages mean something different in risk of rain but anyway um uh, breach aftershock and ko uh nade used to do, and I didn't actually realize this, but they used to do 250% damage to non-players. Which means that the Breach Aftershock um, would do... The Breach Aftershock goes three times and does 60 damage each time, which means 180 damage total. And before, if you hit if you hit a Killjoy Lockdown once with a Breach Aftershock, that would do 60 times 5, which would be 300 damage. So you'd only need to hit a Killjoy Lockdown once with a Breach Aftershock, if I'm understanding that correctly. Wait, wait. I thought it was hey, No, no. It was 250%. Yeah, 250% is... That's not... Yeah, that's okay, not sorry. Yeah, my math, my math was wrong. damage. Yes, sorry. Yeah, my math was off there. But either way, the point still stands that you could hit a Killjoy uh, ult once and kill it. Now, that Aftershock multiplier is down 250 to 
and KOs is also down for his nade, 250 to 100%. And they meaning... buffed it? Oh, that's too much. Sorry, as a breach player, that that's fucking sucks. You just can't use your aftershock on the on the thing anymore. That's that's brutal. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the big thing with the like the the 150 to 200% buff for the uh the KJ uh alt is in tandem with the fact that now breach and KO utility does normal damage to that, meaning that neither breach aftershock nor KO nade can destroy a KJ double uh, shock dart, now. Double shock dart lineups don't work either. No, they don't. Because the no. maximum you could do is one fifty. Oh, true. Right. Yes. Unless so there's this... a big damage multiplier on shock darts that I don't know about. Uh, yeah, and it seems like they're moving away from that. So I'd assume no. Um, which is absolutely huge, and I think extremely warranted because you can still use breach. Sorry, you can still use brim alt or sova alt to destroy killjoy lockdown. You can still trade alt for alt, but now you can't have you know, Killjoy alt easily negated by, you know, a cheap piece of utility. And the key thing that we discussed on a podcast a while ago is that there are only so many spots that Killjoy lockdowns are useful just because of the fact that while they're big, you know, it is a radius. It does have to connect to the center of where you're putting it. So it was pretty easy to have lineups slash places to throw your breach uh, aftershock and KO nade to just wreck the best Killjoy alt setups. And the fact that you can't do that anymore, I think is incredible and is a massive buff for KJ. I mean, I think it's a huge buff. I was thinking even with ults, like breach ult still does, no, I mean, brim ult still does enough to uh, to destroy it. Yep. At 200. Um, does breach ult do actually that's a good or, question uh, brim, brim, yeah, brim no ult. no I, for sure the, how with how fast you die in brim ult and how long it lasts i would imagine so i'm gonna I look it up right it now it to does. and there, then there is secondarily you now have to hit it three times with the so yeah i was gonna say so you have to all, use all three. three pulses you yeah. need to hit. that's interesting it used yeah. to be two pulses and then you could use the third for a shot in the dark yeah you can't do that anymore or someone you might have accidentally tagged in the second shot or something. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you need all three to break out. Like, Killjoy's about to be met on Fracture. Oh, 100%. I had oh, that same fucked. thought. Yeah. Like, dude, that Killjoy ult, is going that to be amazing on Fracture. so good. Yeah. Yeah, to not be able to break that with Breach Aftershock. Mm, you have to I mean, be it was already hard there. to break with Breach Aftershock yeah. before because you had to stand in the middle of sight and shoot down. No, you could angle it. Well, yeah. what, what I okay, you'd have to know you'd have to ping to get, it on the map yeah. and then do yeah. it. But like, what I was gonna, one of the things I was going to get to is that, although actually I haven't confirmed this, but because it didn't, it only called out the nano as being the nano swarm as being destroyable by damage over time. But I don't know if they changed these other things before. Presumably now you can use. Oh yeah, no, they had changed this a couple patches back. I remember it now. So the thing is, Brim Molly and um, Phoenix Molly and Viper Molly all could destroy a Killjoy Lockdown. Although the Viper Molly, you would have to use both. And I don't know for sure that you'd be able to do it in time. Yeah, no, yeah, you would, you would. Um, but none of those are relevant for the uh, Killjoy alt in sewers. In what scenario would you be able to get a Brim Molly down but, but, into like, sewers also, as Molly's, the defense? Molly's didn't it? used to do damage to Killjoy alt. Do they now? Uh, I believe I believe 
Yeah, I'm remember remembering about four ish months ago, there was a patch where basically a lot of Killjoy's stuff was damageable by damage utility. If I, I and I believe that included. Yeah. I think if it's not listed in this patch as that's one of the things that Molly's can damage, then I don't think the Molly can damage it. Well, no, because remember, Cass, remember the patch where Sova Shock Darts could now destroy KJ's stuff? Sova Shock Darts could that always patch? destroy KJ's stuff. There was it, never a time in the game where Sova Shock Dart couldn't. There was a patch that made utility more destroyable that wasn't this one. Um... It wasn't what, all utility. Obviously, they Hunter, vastly... Yeah, but I don't know what it was. Okay, either either way, I'm pretty confident that you could use a Brim Molly to destroy KJ's lockdown. I'm going to say you can't. I don't think you can use a Molly to break her lockdown. Um, We, we might have to test this out sometime soon, because I'm curious. We're testing. Like, I, I'm pretty sure you can't use a Molly to break the lockdown, and either way... That Alton Sewers is kind of unbreakable. Yeah, I okay. think it's just unbreakable unless you have a Sovolt, but no one plays Sova on Fracture. Uh, you play Brim. Yeah, I guess Brim. But Killjoy gets her one alt point faster. In though. which case, you're just smoking off your own uh, entrance onto site while they run on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, and I'm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give up on looking for the patch notes for the Killjoy thing. But either way, yeah, Killjoy is going to be god tier on Fracture. In general, I think that it's great that Killjoy Lockdown is not a joke to deal with. Like it's an eight alt point alt. Um, I thought we said it, it was seven. The... <laughs> Dang it, Editor Hunter is gonna edit this out. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a seven alt point alt. It's it's a big alt. Kind of limited in how, like, where you can use it, when it's useful. It shouldn't be something you can just be like, ah, someone on the team's got utility to immediately delete that. In my opinion. Very happy about this change. Um, any other comments on Killjoy? Um, I mean, it's probably fair just because we don't see a lot of Killjoys anymore. And uh, I might pick up some more Killjoy. See, see some more Killjoy now. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that that's kind of an underrated part of this patch. The fact that I haven't heard anyone talking about it in the last few days. I agree. Um, how much better that KJ ult is now. Uh, but it's also kind of yeah. hard to decipher. Like, you had to you had yeah, to go through decipher. the patch notes and understand what everything... It's Yeah, KJ is just really hard to decipher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. But, Dang it, I was going to make a joke based off of that, and now I can't. Yeah. Not exactly that Cass one, but beat I, you I'm to not it. just going to yeah. double. Yeah. I didn't really but, make uh, the joke. I just kind of laughed at Chase's potentially unintended pun. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we'll yeah, I, I agree with Chase. It's it's a stealth, it's a stealth change in a way, and it really goes along with what Chase was saying earlier. Of they want to make sure that KJ and Cipher are good alternatives to Chamber now. However, they seem to not want the last Sentinel to be a part of that, as we will get to very shortly. Now there are a couple cost changes for ability for utility. Not going to cover those. You can read those. Kind of boring. Um, moving on to well, hold Sage. On. Before you, before you. Yeah. You can buy shit as Omen now in Pistol Round. Because the Paranoia cost is decreased from 300 to 250 So, mm-hmm. once again, Frenzy plus Paranoia is back on the menu. Frenzy plus Paranoia, oh. baby. Um, yes. I don't play Omen anymore. But that I was remember, huge when it happened, yeah. I remember being salty as fuck when that happened. 
Um, yeah. Cass becomes an omen main again. No. No. It's no. not going to happen. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, as it'd much be painful as I would to love watch to pick up an omen. It'd be painful to watch the smokes being pulled out when he was trying to teleport and or dash. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad that um, that's... But, yeah. uh, let's see. I think Sky's change allows Sky to buy full utility. Or does it not? Because they made her dog Wait, more expensive and they made her what? heal she, cheaper. She couldn't buy full utility before? Or are you saying they redid it so that he she could still buy full utility? I don't fucking know. I, I just remember looking over those numbers when the patch notes came out and be like, oh, this could change up the pistol round because you, you should buy the dog pistol round, right? I'm not saying everybody does it, but you should buy the dog. And yeah, well, it's, it's usually you want flash or heal. And just the, and since we're talking about Sky without the numbers, so you know, yeah. Dog Trailblazer increased from 250 to 300, regrowth, the heal, decreased from 200 to 150. So basically now you're, they're making it cheaper for the heal and more expensive for the dog. Uh, okay. Which is, I think but, is very fair. Okay, at any rate, I was saying that I think Sky's heal in pistol round is really, really fucking good. Because it heals... Everybody for one tick, everybody in that range for one tick of the hundred heal that you get. And in pistol round, you're more likely to just be five man W keying something. You're also way more likely to take chip damage. Because people got frenzies or. We got phantoms, frenzies, or, classics. Or not, I got not a phantom, but or a they ghost. body shot <laughs> me three times with a ghost, but they don't get the head tap, right? Like all those phantoms and pistol rounds. Sorry, the newest yeah, Valorant hack: that. give yourself a phantom and pistol round. Either way, I'm saying that I think Sky's heal is really, really fucking good in pistol round, more so than in other rounds. And and I think that them making it cheaper might potentially... Now, I've never fucking played Sky, so I don't know what the fuck they buy during Pistol Round. But I'm saying, maybe that being 50 credits cheaper enables the Sky to buy that during Pistol Round, whereas before, with whatever their buy was, they couldn't. I think you I might know. be honest. That's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. We'll have, to look, we'll have to look more into that, see how this is, uh, the buy changes mm-hmm. are affecting things. I think we should uh, we should really get into the uh, the death of the Battle Sage and the birth of the Pocket Sage. Yeah, no, I was that was literally about to hit that next. So, in general, I think the changes in this patch are very solid. I think that most of the stuff, I'm like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. It's addressing a real issue in the game. The Sage nerfs, I don't know about. Okay. I think these are bizarre. Before it's a Sage change. Before we yeah, get it, it's a know, nerf. Well, well, one of them is just a hard nerf. Before we get anywhere with this, a Riot dev came out in a Reddit comment section and stated that Sage was way too strong in low elo. Interesting. Are we That's... designing the game for iron now? Like I'm all, I'm all I mean... for not designing the game for for pro. But I don't need <laughs> I don't think we need to stoop to to like you, I think... as soon as you get into silver yeah. sage is not like that big I... of a deal. So <laughs> I think low elo is generally considered plat and down. Yeah. Uh, that depends on who you ask. I think that's but, incredibly stupid because plat and down is like 70% of the player base. Yeah. So yeah, for that to be considered... 70% what? of the players suck dicks at Valorant. I'm in plat yeah, but, but, but for low to be the game. vast majority of the players, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> if you're in plat, that's at least medium, in my in my opinion, of what would make sense. No, yeah. I, suck, I suck dicks at Valorant and I'm in plat. 
Yeah, but then you're like, oh, diamond is that high then? Because there's still that, that'd be like ranks cats. above that. Like, what do you call radiant yeah. then? Is that also cats. high? You low? Like, yes, that would be like low. if you call, if you called someone who made one hundred twenty thousand dollars a year low income. <laughs> that's that's the equivalent there. Well, when you put it like that, is I'm it median poor. income like like I'm seventy or something poor. like that? No, median income. I don't know, but like five. I guess I'm thinking more of the opposite. End. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. I make hourly. I don't know what a salary wage yeah, is. So. Same, same. I'm with you, Chase. Like, hey, well, welcome to the hourly club, guys. Yeah. You're preaching to the yeah, choir hey. with this. this I don't know what these big-ass numbers mean. I'm, I'm just saying it's Wait, a good thing I don't paid? have to calculate my yearly wage. <laughs> it makes me feel a lot better. Um. Anyway, on to the actual sage changes <laughs> after that lead-up. Barrier orb, her wall. Fortify delay increased 3 seconds to 3.3. This is the time it takes for it to have the cracks in it and be easily destroyable to being, you know, rock solid. Oh, that's just a nerf, yeah. Yeah, that's just that's a, a solid nerf. nerf. That's a, a hard nerf. nerf. In particular for pistol round, you, you might think, oh, it's 0.3 seconds. How much of a difference does it make? But if you're putting your wall down at the first sign of hearing the offense as you're, as you're a defensive sage... On pistol round, the difference between your wall being fully up and it being breakable more easily matters a ton. And it matters in other cases as well, but particularly in pistol round. Yeah. I think and this then, is... Yeah, go ahead. This is potentially big with split being back on the menu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could be. Super meta on split, I, I don't think we need to get into it yeah. that much, but I'm just saying I think the wall fortified time could be big with split back on the menu. Assuming that they leave mid such that that wall is really strong, it's possible they change it so that, like, the wall, there's a way to get around the wall more easily or something. Okay. Just as a disclosure, I think everything we're saying about Split in this podcast is, like, as we last saw Split. I, I will say, unlike I, last week, I think it's unlikely that we're going to have a leak about Split. In before this podcast yeah, goes yeah. live, Granted. simply because we're a bit oh, kind of far away from that. And also, yeah. I think it's safe to say Split will be getting some kind of changes. I don't I mean, think they, they promised that, but maybe. Yeah. I, like, yeah. I feel like, I, I don't know what they have or haven't said, but I feel like there's zero fucking percent chance that Split comes back and it's literally the same as when it left. Yeah. But for all intents and purposes throughout this podcast, I'm going to be referring to Split as I last knew it. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm not saying that you need to imagine how the Riot devs have changed it. I'm just saying that that may or may not be relevant. Right. Um, okay, on to the thing that Chase mentioned about the Battle Sage versus the Pocket Sage. Healing Orb. Self-heal total decreased 60 HP to 30 HP. Ally heal amount increased 60 HP to 100 HP. Which... At that point, why do you allow the person to heal themselves? Like, yeah, that is just... just wait, what? When you, when you guys play Sage, you don't unbind your heal ally option? <laughs> <laughs> wait, you, you think I play Sage? Um, <laughs> I think... Wait, we think that you play Sage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you saying that like you're a Sage man? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so they, they're taking away the Battle Sage entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, why even have the 30 HP increase? Like, technically, yeah, okay. that can yeah, heal yeah. me one more bullet. Well, okay, there, there are a couple things. First of all, I think they should make that 40. But second, if I don't heal myself, then there are no more heals to go around for the team because I die. 
So as the Sage, you should heal yourself because that has the potential to give your team more heals in the future. Yeah. That That's some... Uh, that use the same stuff. argument the next time? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I yeah. think it's it's an obvious buff that they increased the, the heal to 100. Like, I think that that's fair for your teammate. Um, it basically just heals them back up to full, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the With, thing, without Jace. without talking shields, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. it heals them to full regardless of what their HP is. Um, but yeah, I, I think that nerfing the self heal is stupid because when are you using that anyway? Well, okay, I think that the the buff to a hundred is not as significant as you guys think. Well, I was actually going to agree with you, Chase. Oh, okay. I mean, Cass. Right. So yeah, yeah I, I was going to say what you're going to say. Right. There are yeah. often times when I've got like 40, 50 damage done to me. And the 60 was plenty enough to get me back to 100. And because I can't heal my shields, that's all I needed. Right. Like, I, I feel like the the 100, the increase from 60 to 100 is circumstantial and is a buff in those circumstances. But the fact that they reduced her personal heal as a trade-off to that, I feel like you lose way more than you gain with this change. Right? I, I fully like, agree. Yeah. I feel like the, the 60 to 100 is kind of like the silver lining of it. Kind of like if you're looking at Jet being able to technically dash more times in a round based on her dash change, right? It's a nerf. It's circumstantially better sometimes. Yeah, because it's, it's rare that you're going to get that heal on someone that's like 4 HP or something, right? Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the conditions that have to happen. First of all, since the dawn of Sage being an agent, uh, when before Valorant released, um, to be able, for your heal to be useful, you have to be able to get to line of sight of an ally who has taken damage but not died. That isn't insignificant. That is that still yeah. requires some positioning for that to even be possible. And then you know you have to for the, the heal to actually make a difference, you have to heal them to a point where they then take bullets or utility damage that isn't that isn't in a one-hit KO that they then live because of the heal that they wouldn't have apart from the heal. And so then with this change with the 60 to 100, there are plenty of times when someone might be 20 HP and yeah, you can heal them more now, but they were only going to take two more Vandal shots worth of damage where it wouldn't have mattered whether you healed them 60 or 100 HP. So, like, it's just so incredibly circumstantial now that w what that buff is affecting that I feel like its impact is significant numerically, but very insignificant in terms of how often it's going to make a difference. Yeah, I think the, I think the self-heal should be at least 40, because that's one vandal, one vandal bullet difference. Oh, true. Right? Yeah. Like, the fact that if I'm at 1 H, if you're Sage, you're 1 HP, you heal yourself to now 31. You're still one you, body you're shot. Still fucking, yeah. You're still fucking one shot. Yeah, the exact same shit, yeah. Like, yeah. like I, I think they should have, they should have tied her self-heal to be one more Vandal shot. At, at least. least. Yeah. And, like, yeah. to me, that would have made sense because 
Like Sage is inherent. Like Sage is inherently a support agent. And the self heal is slower anyway, right? Than the uh, than the opponent heal or like the uh, team heal. The team heal, I think so, but I don't really know. It is. It is significantly yeah. slower. I'll look up the stats, right. and I was going to actually bring that up because, um, sorry, I might be interrupting you. I'll, I'll come back to what I was going to say. It, Keep is going. it still slower? Because yeah, they didn't change that. Well, no, yeah. but. They changed the total amount it heals you for, but I don't know if they changed the rate of healing. So it might not be slower anymore. Well, no, like literally the numbers per second is the speed of it, like the health generated per second. Yeah, it's it, okay. So, it, so total time says, is yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Who gives a shit? Well, no, I think total time is very relevant. Yeah, well, okay. Not so, if you're only going up to the same number, like to a lower number. But, no, but, okay. Let me just tell you the stats okay. real quick. So, to cast on an ally, you heal 100 HP now over 5 seconds. To cast on yourself now, you you heal 30 HP over 10 seconds. So it takes double the time to heal your 30 HP on yourself what? as it does to do the 100 oh, HP. Yeah, on so they, they didn't change the times yeah. at all. They, they did not. No. Oh, you can enjoy fuck. your 30 HP over 10 seconds of time. Holy shit, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. Yeah, and, and the best the best part of this as well, and this is some, one of those things I learned from watching pro play that I wouldn't have known, is that there's a global block on healing. I believe it's either one and a half or two seconds after anyone has taken damage. So you'll see in pro play, whether it's a self-sage heal or a teammate sage heal, they'll wait a second after their teammate has taken damage to cast the heal. If they happen to have it ready, they're not going to chuck it out right away. <laughs> so now, if you don't know that and you're playing regged... Power ale? Oh, like power aid. Cass is holding up a new <laughs> beer that looks pretty cool. It's a complete distraction from what we were saying. Yeah, he went, he went for another beer that's just the logo of a different company. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. It looks cool, though. Yeah, so imagine you're Iron Timmy playing, uh, you know, Valorant. <laughs> you take some damage. You are low as Sage. Immediately after you take the damage, you cast yourself heal. You then proceed to heal, like, 20 HP Okay, but hold on. Hear me seconds. out. Hear me out. <laughs> if you cast it immediately upon taking damage, yeah, you are now losing less HP than you would be pre-buff. Percentage-wise, percentage percentage-wise, you're still losing the same, but numerically, <laughs> you're losing less <laughs> HP. That is one of the most like technically true <laughs> statements I've heard in a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, I like. Okay, so as I stated as the precursor to all of this, like, like I, you know, if they're saying that Sage is too good at low elo, and, yeah. like, has too good of a win rate, like, we've seen all the stats when they release agents' win rates, right? And, like, we've talked about the outliers being KO. Uh, we talked about Brim before being another outlier um, of having a disgustingly good win rate despite, like, really low pick rate. I feel like Sage has consistently had a plus 50% win rate since as long as I can remember. And if you're saying that 70% of the player base is in low elo, and 70% of the player base is playing Sage at a over 50% win rate, 
maybe there's something to be said about that. And one of the most crucial things here, I think, is... You're right. People should all be losing more than they win. No, it should be as close to 50 <laughs> as possible, but, but okay. Got him. Um, I definitely lose... Actually, I've been winning a lot lately, but uh, never mind. <laughs> There's never a time, like, you know when you're going into a lobby and you see those people, like, just locking agents? And you're like, oh, fuck, dude. There's, like, a Yoru and a Neon on my team. And you're like, god damn it, Hunter, I thought we told you to pick another man. Yeah. Like, that never happens with Sage. Yeah, you're like, oh. You're like, oh, okay, we got, we, yeah, it's like, oh, we got a Sage. Like, eh, whatever. Is it the best character for the team comp? No. Unless you're on old split. (laughs) But it's a little bit hard to int on Sage. I guess you could slow your own team. But like, I yeah, feel I mean, like it's pretty easy to int on Sage. It's just that if you're trying, it's pretty easy to have some yeah, okay, value for your team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. saying that like, like Sage is kind of like there's a minimum amount of guaranteed value, and there are very, like, I I can't think of a map in which I'm like, God damn it, why the fuck did someone pick Sage? Like Sage is always decent on all the maps. Yeah, yeah I mean. Her wall is so fucking good, just as a piece of utility. Yeah, I understand. I just feel like who the fuck had a problem with Sage that they're like, yeah, we really gotta gotta nerf this. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, yeah, I didn't. Yeah, and that was that's something that Riot has considered because when they when they released those like agent pick rates versus win rates, that was one of the big things they said about Ko. They said that his win rate is not very good, but because he's not perceived as underpowered. We don't want to mess with him and buff him too much. And so I think the same thing applies to Sage, where even if Sage's win rate is is above average significantly, if people aren't saying Sage is oppressive, I hate playing against Sage, why why bother messing with her? Ooh, I think that's a thin line. Well, it's, a, it's a thin line. It's because a line. I don't think it's a thin it's line. It's a line. I don't know. I think, I think yeah. that, like there's there's aspects to both that, that are true. Right, like yes, Riot should have the ability to be like, you know, we we want to balance the game regardless of if the player base realizes this is the problem. But then also, like, if it's yeah. if people aren't saying it's a problem, then what? No need to put effort into it. Okay, I think the only right. time people ever complain about Sage is when you get Grimwald. Right. Well, that's not changing with this. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to change with this. But that's when people complain about Sage. And then people complain I, about... I, I'm not going to push back on that a little bit. I don't think people complain about Sage being busted. I think they're just like, no, it's this just, is it, really it, annoying yeah, to deal it, with. It, it's, yeah, it's annoying. Yeah. There's a Sage in fucking Narnia shooting me in my butthole. And there's nothing I can do about it because I don't know <laughs> yeah. who the fuck she is. Um, like, e- either way you look at it, I feel like that's the only time where people, like, get annoyed at the Sage. Whereas, like, when when you look at other characters, right? Like it's it's much more easily, or you're it's easier to get annoyed when you try to push into a site and Killjoy Nanos just fucking destroy you, and you could never oh, gain yeah. access to a site. It's a lot easier to go and be like, "Yo, this is fucking busted." It's a lot harder to see the impact of Sage's slows and her walls in terms of delay. 
and how that allows the enemy team to rotate and get into position. And oftentimes it feels like you just end up pushing into like a stacked site. And you're just like, oh, did they just guess right? Or did the Sage happen to buy enough time that everybody could rotate over? Like it's a lot harder to see that and pin that on the Sage as being too good. Right, when they cool. they allowed their really good Reyna to rotate over from exactly. the site, and the Reyna killed you all. Yeah. So then you're like, oh, right, fucking right. Reyna. Yeah, you exactly. Know, like, yeah, like, oh, the, the, Reyna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. the Reyna gets a 4K. And you're just yeah. like, fucking smurfing Reyna. Like, Reyna's the problem. We gotta delete Reyna. Yeah. But the reason the reason the Reyna's always at the right fucking site is because Sage delays you long enough. Like, it, I, I feel like it's just, Sage's kit is inherently something that's, like, very valuable on just quite literally what it does at base value. And it's also something that is not as discreet in terms of what it provides your team. And so I think the the Riot stats that they have on how good Sage is is a lot more valuable than our personal opinions on whether Sage is busted or not. Well... Sort of, but I, I think the problem is that <clears throat> if you have a scenario where Sage isn't getting picked very much, it doesn't have a crazy high pick rate. Not, not that they're not getting picked very much. They're getting picked an average amount of times. They're perceived as weak, but they in fact have a higher than average pick rate. Win rate, sorry, you mean? Win rate, yes. Average pick rate, lower than average opinion on strength, higher than average win rate. If you then nerf the character too much, you run into the issue where all of those just go down. Where right. low pick rate, low win rate, low people opinion of the agent, which is the worst case scenario for Riot. Um, but I wanted to kind of touch on something else, which, you know, I agree that, you know, the wall can be strong and can, like you were saying, Cass, set up your team in a way that is maybe difficult for the enemy team to perceive. But going back to the whole healing orb thing and the idea of the battle sage, Despite Battle Sage being in common lingo uh, ever since the beginning of the game, it really only applied, in my opinion, until the first Sage healing nerf, which was that instead of five seconds to heal either you or your teammate to 100%, well, to just heal 100, now it's 60 healing for either, and on yourself, it's now 10 seconds to do that healing. Because the problem before that was that Sage had as good of an ability to take a duel and then back out and heal quickly as Phoenix with his fire heal or Reyna with her gobble up the soul, more or less. You could, you could look at the specific numbers. Probably be Reyna, uh, Sage, and then Phoenix in terms of order there, in terms of speed. But like either way, the, the point is that that allowed her to act like a duelist in terms of scraping by an initial duel with by the skin of her teeth and then immediately virtually immediately over five seconds getting back to full health once they removed that her she wasn't breaking the sentinel role anymore and i just don't think there was any need to cripple herself heal more i just don't think it was a problem and it just seems like a useless function of her ability now I, don't know, I think it was also, it might have also been Thinking Man's Valorant who was talking about this and saying that, like, 
he was confused as to why Sage was even able to heal herself in the first place. And, like, healings, like, heals are not a role in Valorant, despite the way some people might like to see that. Yeah, if I could interject super fast, healing, people mistakenly think healing is a role in Valorant because Sage was busted at launch. And so you needed a Sage on your team who provided healing. That's the reason why that, like, misconception started. But back to you. But also, like, the number of times, and, like, obviously I notice this in Deathmatch way more because I get into way more engagements, but the number of times that I'm at, like, 5 HP and someone just head taps me anyway, Yeah. no amount of healing is changing that outcome. Yeah, but right. sometimes it does help. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, healing is relevant. Like, obviously, there like, and there are times in like retakes and stuff where like, or very specifically one v ones when I have an off, and someone comes one HP, and I can pull out my classic, which is just way more reliable when they've when it only takes one shot to kill, and obviously a sage can can alter that. Um, I mean, arguably the classic is one of the best weapons in the game, regardless of price. If someone's one HP. Because of the ability to right-click. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, e- either way, like, as soon as I know that somebody's one-shot, like, that that obviously changes the way in which you can you can approach something. Um, specifically in that I don't need to be pre-aiming head level. I can pre-aim body level, which is just more consistent because body is bigger. Um, but But either way, like... I feel like the heals are something that comes up in isolated circumstances and are very useful when they do end up being like the like what changes oh, yeah. the course of a round but are on average not that great. And I've said this before on this podcast. But you don't pick a sage because of her fucking heal. You don't pick a sky because of her heal. You pick those agents because of the other things they can do, and the heal just happens to be one of the things that they can do. Yeah, but it's much more integral to Sage than it is to Sky, even. Right? Like, oh, Sky I could, yeah. has yeah, the but, dog, and Sky has the, yeah. the birds. Well, obviously, and like, like... And so the wall and the heal are Sage's things. Like, the slow exists, but you don't think of it as, like, an integral part of the, the util. No, no, no. It goes wall, slows, heal. Oh, sorry. Wall, res, slow, heal. In terms of, like, sage util priority. Well, take take the res out of it because it's an ult, and we've yeah. agreed that, like, an ult can't be that defining of an agent's kit unless it's terrible or busted, just because you don't get to use it nearly as often. But I, I, I would agree with Chase that it's wall, heal, slow. No. Yeah. Yeah. If sage had to lose an ability, heal, 100% of the time. A sage without the slows? doesn't provide that necessary stall. Yeah, but it's so integral to, like, who Sage is as a person, the heal. And, like, it yeah. could just be, like, the way that she's perceived. But, like, the heal is a big part of what Sage does. Cypher, Cypher being dog shit and dying in every cutscene was integral to his character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not sure if that's changed. Yeah, but, I don't know. But, I don't know if there's been something that that Cipher hasn't died in. 
Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, Cass. Obviously, the slow orb provides you more consistent value because you hear people coming, you chuck it. Now they have to respect it to an extent. But the healing orb has more upside in that if you heal someone who is one shot, they go on to get multiple other kills that they wouldn't have gotten if not for that kill. That can swing the round a whole lot more than your slow orbs can. Yeah, and you so, can still heal. You can still heal people way more effectively now. No, no, Cass. I'm I'm going back to your point of saying mm. if you had to remove a sage ability, you remove yeah. the heal and not the slow orb. That's where I disagree. Because I think Wait, the, the healing what? orb just has much higher upside than the slow orb does. Like, yeah, the slow orb is more consistent value, but you also have your wall for slow. So Ooh, if, if there's a if there's a sage yeah. on my team that is playing with a keyboard that has a broken key, yeah, I'm praying to fucking god that it's the E key and not whatever the fuck her slow is on. I think it's Q. Q by default. Um, like, I'm fucking praying that it's her heal that's broken. I'd rather never get healed by Sage, and also I never get healed by Sage. So it doesn't really matter. Um, I'd rather she has her slows than she has her heal. That's you just, die immediately. Well, well, yes, but, but also, <laughs> her slows are just more valuable. Well, I, don't, I, mean, that's, I don't know like, how you like could I said, argue the other way. I mean, I I think I laid it out pretty clearly. I I said that the slow orbs have more consistent value, but the healing orbs have a much, much higher upside. Because if you keep someone alive because of your heal who would have died otherwise, and they go on to swing the round in your favor, that's much more impact than slow orbs are going to have. But I think over the course of the game, I'm not talking about one round. Over the course yeah. of the game... Yeah, you get multiple heals per round, like 100% the, the heals... No, you want the slows. Impactful. You want the consistent gained utility from picking this agent. He, he, the, thing, the thing with the slows, though, is that uh, yes, there is consistent uh, ability for them, but they, they don't last for a ton of time. You can walk through them. You can run through them if you're confident that you can you know, make noise and just have other people peeking so you don't get swung immediately. I, I just think that the slow orb is the the its peak value that it provides is one of the lowest peak values of any ability in the game. Dude, it's I just will... its consistency that makes Whoa, up for that. It makes on. it not weren't, a bad weren't, ability. Weren't you two the same people that were fucking arguing about chambers chamber trip slow duration? And it's slow? Yeah. Yeah. How is it any fucking different? Are you seriously asking that? A slow that ambushes you while alerting the enemy to your presence versus, oh, I'm pushing a site, there's a slow. We can either walk through it or wait a couple seconds. No, 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 you guys... Like, that's a massive whoa, difference. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, like, I'm not going to go back and re-listen to the podcast, but like, maybe somebody's listening to uh, yeah, we know. Tell me about them. Um, yeah. You guys are arguing specifically against the slow aspect, not the it telling you where they where you are aspect. Like, oh, that we were saying as a nerf to chamber, you could just remove the slow? Yeah, that, I remember you guys distinctly oh. arguing that his slow specifically was too strong. Yeah, because you use a chamber, you use the slow from a chamber trap in a vastly different way than you use a sage slow. Agreed. Being able and to, also, yeah. the argument isn't that slows are bad. Yeah. it. <clears throat> the argument is that the heal is better on sage than her slow. No, no, I now that is yeah. completely separate from chamber. Okay, fair enough. I will die on this fucking hill. Sage's heal is her worst fucking ability by a long shot. 
Like, it's okay, not we, even fucking close. Okay, I swear to God, I will make the poll from last week, which I didn't make, of Breeze Shoot, and also this poll about the Healing Orb. Uh, if not, I don't, I don't know what will happen. Like, Something uh, bad will happen yeah, to but me. Can, if can I don't please get out of here, because I need, I need to make dinner, and it's like 9.30. Oh, I thought you ate already. No, I ate a bag of crackers, because I was going to be in here for the next two and a half hours and couldn't make dinner yet. <laughs> uh, all right, let well, me see, is there anything else we need... Okay, honestly, the only th- other thing that's really important to discuss, well, actually, there's there's two uh, there's two super fast things we'll touch, and Viper Alt you can leave it for um, way less time, less than half of the time, uh, fifteen to eight seconds, and it takes five times as long to like restore to giving you that max time after you come back into the pit having left it. So basically, you're more tied to your pit as Viper. Um. And then yeah, the other thing, be in it. yeah. And then the other thing, which was a huge welcome surprise, is the addition of Swift Play, which for some reason is in beta until January 10th. After years of people asking, can we have a shorter unrated mode? Valorant apparently <laughs> needs to test carefully whether or not <laughs> they can take replication and just remove the requirement for you all to be playing an eight, the same agent on your team. That is very funny to me that they feel like they need to beta test that. But anyway, people are happy to have it. I'm happy to have it. It's cool. I think there is something you've said about player base. Like, it's something that I I noticed back when I played, like, old Call of Duty Mm -hmm. games. Is if you play not the current Call of Duty and not maybe the one-year-old one, but you want to go back and you want to play, like, a Modern Warfare 2 or a Black Ops 2, it's fucking impossible to find any fucking lobby. Because they're just like the player base just doesn't exist for that game for you to get into a lobby. And so the more you fragment a player base by introducing all these other game modes, the more people you need to sustain that. And if I remember the stats correctly, Valorant has done pretty well with maintaining their player base, but they haven't been doing a great job of expanding their player base. And so I think that part of the aspect of it is if you, if they introduce all these other game modes, it's like all of a sudden, right? And like, I know we've talked about other potential game modes that they could add in previous episodes, but you, you run into this issue where there just might not be enough people that are interested in this game mode to warrant having it be an option. Yeah, I mean, I think one quite one question on that is, could they just replace Spike Rush with this game mode? Because I personally would be all for that, but I don't. We, we'd be curious to see. Or just replace replication with it. They should unplay. They should. Well, okay. replication isn't a mode that's always in the game. It comes yeah, they, and goes. Should... It's like the, it's like the rotating special mode, I believe. Mm-hmm. I think that they should make this Swift. Now, keep in mind, I've never actually played the Swift play, um, but I think they should increase it to be like. What okay, so you play first to seven instead of first to five or is that what it is? Yeah, sure. First mm, first to seven max, that makes it twelve. Yeah. You should make it first to seven as if you're playing half of an actual game. Maybe first to nine? And then no, just ditch unrated. So yeah, sure. First ditch unrated? First to seven, ditch unrated. That is a no. When, that's when the ridiculous. fuck do any of you guys I be would, like, yeah, let's play an unrated? 
Well, okay, never. But like, I would love to know, respond to this in detail, but all, I, all the time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel bad about Chase being hungry over here because otherwise I would give a lengthy response to that. Well, don't feel but. bad about me. Feel bad about my girlfriend who's been waiting for the last three hours to uh, to cook dinner. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> I feel, I'll feel... Eh, I'm still going to feel worse for you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Louise. <laughs> anyway. Oh, well, Hunter. Uh, unless Louise is hungry here. as well. Unless... Okay, if Louise is hungry as well, then it's hungrier plus wanting to cook and not being able to. Yeah. But if it's just her wanting to cook, then yeah, I feel bad. Worse well, no, she didn't even get the crackers. <laughs> oh okay okay now, now i feel worse for her again yeah anyway uh maybe we put a pin in this discussion of the new mode until next week when we get a chance to try it more and hopefully yeah, yeah. hopefully i'll have played it by then yeah yeah okay well with that and uh and a beautiful dinner waiting for me that i still have to make uh i'll drink with you later